I don't know, judge people's tough. Again, he's like, man, everyone's a fucking idiot. Judging people is easy. Meanwhile, Mayu's sleeping in the background. Yeah. Mm. Also, I still hate that thing on Unhell. Can we just get that rid of that? Like, I'm just annoyed by it. It'll be gone Every time soon. I see it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just annoyed by it. Every time I see it, it just makes me angry. And I don't know why. <laughs> fucking Chris. It'll be gone <laughs> Hello and welcome back to my first anime death parade, the finale, episodes 9 through 12, coming to you live from the podcast void. I'm Chris Bailey. <laughs> um, I'm Salvador, also known as Monkey, also known as the Crustle, also known as the Green Meeple, and the Scythe Man. Just making shit up at this point, aren't you? Oh, well, I know the Crustle's right. I, I don't remember if I said Green Meeple last week or not. I'll get, I'll get, I'll, I'll, have, I'll get like a name tag for you laminated with all your nicknames. Oh, yeah. But I like, it's going to be a full sheet of paper that you have to like staple to your chest. But I do like Scythe Man. I might go with Scythe Man more often. But I am your arbiter, Anthony Vaught. Bad one. Mm. Come on. <laughs> also, uh, Arbiter in, on point. in Halo. What's, what did he do in Halo? Who cares? Well, no, there was a reason why they was called the Arbiters, right? Like, they just did missions. They probably arbitrate. What's the arbitrate? Like, judge, basically. So you tell me the Arbiter and the Halo went around and judging people. Bro, I don't know. You think I paid a single ounce of attention to any of those Halo cutscenes while we played them? Do you know who the Arbiter is in Halo? Do you? Do yeah, you know he's, the, he's the Covenant. Yeah. Oh, so many Covenant. He was judging the Earth, and he judged it immoral, so he had to destroy it with his Covenant. Well, no, right. he judged it good because he teams up with Master Chief to do bad Banshee right, missions. See, I don't remember this shit. I just remember the whole... Oh, and I was uh, only like fucking level like 28 or something in the multiplayer. Wow, what a fucking scrub ass. Real flex. <laughs> was not good at that game. <laughs> God, I love Halo. I miss Halo. I was pretty good at snipers. That was about it. Oh. Snipers. I, I could hold my own. Dude, it was all about the assault rifle. Blowing, mowing people down while you uh, melee them. Make sure they die. Mm-hmm. This ain't Gears of War. No, Gears Did of War was just... Gears of War was you roll the, around and spam your shotgun and whoever hits first. Yeah, hit him wins. with the two piece. Yep. God, I shotgun melee. That. Shotgun melee. Shotgun melee. God, I remember when I got into Gears of War, was it four? And it's like the shot off shotgun was just like the strongest weapon ever. And I'm a fan of shot off shotguns. I think it was three. Was it three? It was when it first got introduced. I think I could be wrong. But I remember playing with a sawed off and I didn't play four. Oh. It might be right then. Anyway, speaking of Halo, anime made it. All I got going on really is I've been playing uh, Great Ace Attorney Chronicles just came out. Those are the old ones that are like Japan in the era where it's like just starting to open up to other countries and like Phoenix Wright's ancestor and shit and the ones nobody played. Man, it's still good though. It's a shame that series is always like every time they put out a Phoenix Wright game, they're like, let's see how this does it. If it's bad, we're not going to make a new one ever. Mm. And then it does okay. And then they're like, ah, we'll make a new one. Uh, but I don't think there's been one in five years, so very sad. Uh, also, the final rebuild of Evangelion came out. 
And there is a broken part of me that is once again, <laughs> you guys know the Bernie Sanders meme. Yeah, I'm once again asking for your... <laughs> yeah, my brain is going, I'm once again asking you to watch the Evangelion rebuilds. <laughs> you know what's the worst part about Evangelion? I don't know if I talked to you guys about this. But the more and more I think about Evangelion, the more and more I think fondly of that show. And I shouldn't. Because I hated the show at the end. No, you shouldn't. But like the moment I think about it, I'm like, big giant robots, progress knife. That just sounds up my alley. But I'm pretty sure it's just not like I oh, shouldn't it watch it. So it's, like, it's so fascinating to me though, and I can't like I can't. Part yeah. of me just can't move on. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> it's so bad. I highly, highly respect the, uh, the the attempt they made at like you know tackling hedgehogs dilemma through your teenage years and uh-huh. stuff like that. I, I really Sonic did it better. Attempt. So, you gotta go fast. I'm I'm just gonna say, you guys. Uh, I, I think even getting has me in a Stockholm syndrome. Syndrome. I think, I think it's got a lot of people in Stockholm. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. It's it's crazy. Because, I mean, think about it. They they've made so many remakes because they fucked up everything so badly. Yeah, actually. So like everyone was like, this was such a good like. Oh, there's so much like potential here, and they're like, okay, what about this? They're like, no, but keep trying. <laughs> And like, what about this? You're like, definitely not that. Yeah, definitely not that. Mm-mm. What you guys got going on in the world of anime? I've I'm rewatching Ted Lasso with my brother. God, it's so good. It's so good. I am still watching the Citric Family, and I'm totally enjoying it. I'm not hooked on, but every time I watch an episode, I'm like, I kind of, I'm kind of happy I'm watching it. So I can't wait to be done with that. I did the one thing which I never do, which um, I had to go to work, so I watched. Half an episode? I never do that. Like, it's one of those, like, I have to finish the episode. I think that's illegal. Yeah. I do it all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, no, it's one of those things. Like, only I watch half the episode. I'm like, I have to know what's going on. It's it's gotten, that, it's gotten pretty good. So I'm still watching that. I have not watched Summon King. I'm kind of sad that I'm not watching it. I'm not going to lie. But God's remake's, like, not that good. It's kind of sad. Um... I'm not watching Taskmaster. It's kind of sad. I'm missing a hole in my life. Okay, I think I'm done. I don't think there's anything else that's going on. Anthony. I don't have any anime. Okay, moving say. on. I think I have five episodes left of Shit's Creek. The fact you're not done with that Maybe is less. like insulting. Keep getting distracted. Just binge it. Everybody Listen. binges it. Listen, he only has so many tears to offer per week. Really? Yeah. You cry about Shit's Creek? It's a that last season, anime. dude? Oh my no, god. No, dude, that last yes. season was eh. Oh. I just watched the... Oh god, spoiler we, No, we're not Gosh. talking. No, we are not spoiling shit. If it has not watched, come out for the last five years, we're not watched, We're not spoiling it. I watched Ted and... Yeah, yeah, I get it. I know. Yeah, yeah. Ted and... Oh god damn, I can't remember her name. Alexis, how... Yeah, how Alexis. dare you? I did, I'm blanking. You I, you made me watch these fucking... This incredibly sad-ass anime, and that's all I've thought about for the past 45 <laughs> minutes since I finished it. I can't even focus. I did re-watch or re-read the beginning of Berserk again to get myself back into it, and I also finished a fuck-ton of Sanderson novel uh, novellas. Nice, nice, nice. I finished uh, Elantris and all of the associated content with that. The Hope of Elantris. Hope and uh, something, uh, the other one too. There's not another one, is there? Emperor's, Emperor's Soul. Oh, Emperor's Soul is Elantris? No, it's not. Uh, wait, what? No, it's part of like the same universe, like the same world. It's on the same planet. Yeah, 
And then there's words that like are, yeah, you can tell like it's on the same area, but it's not the, the I don't think there's anyone is you, you meet that you need to know about. Gotcha, gotcha. But the main character is fucking amazing. I think that's one of his best ones that he's ever written in terms of. In Emperor's Soul? Yeah. People really like that story. Oh, it's I so love good. Soul. It's so, so fucking good. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, did I say I read Berserk again? Yes. The first yep. chapter? Yeah. I have them on my phone now so I can read while on the go. Nice, nice. I'm excited for your journey through Berserk. Yeah. Oh, I think a famous illustrator died. He was like in charge of um the One Punch, not One Punch Man. Um, the guy with the who like it's bullet thing or was it called? Fucking hell! It's like the famous '80s manga. You know what I'm talking about? Not a clue. This is No Star. Oh, really? Yeah, he died. When? Like I think today. I saw him on my YouTube feed. Shit. Yeah, I I'm just saying I'm not. I don't know who he actually is, but Fist of the North Star is like iconic though. Oh, uh. Masama Suda, animator and character designer. Okay, he's not credited as like one of the creators, it looks like. Okay. So that's how that's what I'm wondering if he's good at that or not. Okay, let's talk about Death Parade. Episode 9, Death Counter. Uh, in case you forgot where we left off from last week, uh, both dudes are killers. Both dudes are out for revenge. We get back into it with Tatsumi, the detective. Uh, kind of goes on his philosophy of some people are better off dead. He's um, not lying. Trash deserves death. Mm. Not uh, lying. We, or Deckham talks about how the memories that they receive are cryptic, and the detective goes on some more shit. Um, Chiyuki asked Deckham to stop the game, and Shimada has a memory of killing the first guy that he kills. Um, and then flashes over to his sister in the hospital bed, who says she wants them dead, causing Shimada to realize that there were two of them. Them! Mm-hmm. Yeah, specifically she says one of them was only watching. That made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, well, it probably should. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, this is that brought awful. me back to some fucking Dexter days. Nah, oh yeah, five I think. Yeah, now I'm sad thinking about Dexter, but for different reasons. <laughs> God damn it! I love your the, the scale of just yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chiyuki and Nona uh, had previously had a conversation. It, it kind of gives us the, I think, a conversation that happened in a previous episode where she talks about. Nona talks about the most primitive human emotion being fear. I think so, yeah. Shimada then scores on Tatsumi, and we get a flash from him inside what appears to be an abandoned building, getting his revenge on the guy who killed his wife. Man went straight law-abiding citizen on us. I did not see that movie. I like it. Did it, did it tell you the reason why this guy killed his wife? Because it did the not. wife was inside the house, right? Like... Did he legitly just go inside some policeman's home and kill his wife? We did not get any story regarding that. Okay. It, it just seemed really fucking weird. We get this story about the other person. And- I mean, it could have been someone who wanted to get back at him. It could have been a random break-in. It could have been someone targeting the wife. Like, Yeah. No, I was just wondering. I was just wondering if um we got any story about why the wife actually died. Like, I was just going to pull a Chris. Or is this a random happenstance? So. Dude, pull on me. Best Chris Cosplay. I don't think it matters. 
Did I do it right, senpai? Well, you see, the funny thing is, eh, I, I think better. it matters because... Okay, I'll work on it. Because the whole point of the show is why this guy, like, went crazy. Yeah, because someone killed his wife. We're not supposed to say the crazy word now, so... Went insane? Is that the better quest thing? I do not know. I don't think it matters, but yeah, he went... No, he went, like, yeah... You can't say crazy I, now, so... I don't know if that's true. I haven't heard that. I think we're okay. Hey, if we're wrong, get at us. Not like aggressively, because then fuck you, but like, let us know, because we could be, we don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're okay, because uh, it, it doesn't matter, but like, yeah, I think the, I think it was more, I don't think that that, that's the reason he says that, you know, he lost it, but um, judging from some of the dialogue in the next 15 minutes, mm-hmm. he was off his rocker. I mean, the way you could look at it, though, is like, this happened randomly by random stance, and like, the detective figured this out, it was like, Wow, like one out of the fucking time, I'm like not there. Like, oh, my wife didn't lock the fucking door, and a guy comes in and kills her. Yeah, victim blame. That's what we want to do. What fucking what? women not locking their doors, man? Oh, okay. No. How are you how are you gonna listen to that whole thing and get that out of it? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I because I think you're right. I think I I think the story of the wife is completely irrelevant. All that matters is uh, it happened. The why is doesn't matter. I, to me, I don't think it's irrelevant. I, I like to know like what actually happened. I mean, he's a detective. Like you should know why this guy went after him. He probably does, but we as the audience don't need to know, so they didn't include it. I can tell you what happened. What? Uh, over the years of just neglecting, like it's not a secret that like detectives are like hugely divorced and stuff. It's because they care more about typically their job than they do about anything else. You see, you, now you're just stereotyping detectives. Well, yeah. So are they when they put this character in there? Oh, uh, well, you can see the wife was really happy with her husband. So I don't think uh, from he. His perspective and memories, yes. What is happening? Dude, I don't know. Anthony's this is all nothing. Well, I, I just think that I'm trying to explain it, but I keep getting interrupted. Every oh, okay. Time, go dude. go on then. Uh, long story short, um, I think that this was a long time coming. This dude was not stable um, for whatever reasons due to like job stresses and stuff like that and then this just gave him excuse to go like gave him the excuse to go crazy or to act, start acting more irrational by killing people um and i think we can get that from just his dialogue yeah yeah he, he says something story. later that i uh, kind of supports that and i really like actually i don't know I he, he seemed to fine with me when his wife was alive he started going off the deep end when his wife is dead well we'll, we'll talk later yeah i think that's the trigger that makes him go off the deep end but yes, like there's still is. the build up so, I mean, I would say, like, something like 51% his wife dead, 49% like job stress. Like, that could be the tipping point. But I still think you can't just exclude the other stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't know this guy's life, but to you guys, it doesn't matter. So, no, it doesn't really. Okay. All that matters is what we're given in that, this context. To, to me, like, that's the dumbest thing ever. It's, it only matters what we're giving. It, in this specific context, yeah. Like, it doesn't, the rest doesn't matter really. I mean, it, it does. It does. In the philosophy of the show, yeah. Um, but but what happened to this guy's wife is irrelevant. Like why why she was killed is irrelevant. Is, is this crazy? Because like you guys are more act more like the orbitals than I am, and I'm pretty sure I'm the orbital one in this group. I don't know how to justify this statement. <laughs> yeah, me either. No, it's like I care like about what happened to this guy. Like, but you guys really don't care since it's not part of the story. No, you're you're extrapolating it out into Something that is not. <laughs> I'm a senior arbiter. I don't need his memories to judge him. I'm okay. going to fucking eat your face <laughs> with my flower beard. 
<laughs> All right, Oculus. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. Yeah, so he gets his revenge. Uh, he hears his wife say thank you, and he does his fucking Joker smile. Good smile, good smile. He's fully Joker-fied now. Deckum encourages Shimada to continue the game while Tatsumi is laying on the floor. Eventually, Tatsumi gets up fully changed again. Man has gone like three different moods, gone through like five different moods in the course of this game. Mm-hmm. Shimada doesn't want to keep playing, and Tatsumi eventually basically coerces him, telling him, Hey, man, your revenge isn't done, right? You got to get out there and you got to do it. It's uh, red flag number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to, he tells him that in order to accomplish anything, sacrifices must be made. Oh, here we go. Red flag number two. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, um, watching these guys play air hockey, really want, want to, I really want to play air hockey. It's been a while. That's what you got out of this? Oh, yeah, dude. I, that that, that, that's where we're going to go. That's where you want to take this? How about the server mute him? Th- this episode was just like, <laughs> Owen's hyped up way too much about this fucking story. I'm like, okay, this is a basic story about events. whoop the fucking do I play I Last of Us 2. whoop the fucking do Like, Eh? I didn't hype up this story. I hyped up the last episode. No, no, but you, you like, you, no, you talk about like all the different gray areas. You're like, oh, like all the gray areas about the story. And I'm just like, oh, it's not really gray areas. It's pretty clear. <laughs> you could not be more wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just because you don't see him doesn't mean that you're, they're not there. But yes, also, I would like to play air hockey because the animation on the scene is gorgeous with them <laughs> rallying in air hockey. Yep. Looks so good. Bet fucking. Ping pong the animation, where's air hockey the animation? Mm. Tatsumi is looking through books in a flashback, um, like his his uh, suspect books and shit, and he sees the guy that Shimada killed. He goes to his apartment and finds the corpse before falling to the side as we cut away. And Tatsumi, back in the Quindecum, has figured it out. And we learn that Shimada also killed Tatsumi. Uh, which causes Shimada to also remember. Uh, Tatsumi's big problem is not that he's dead. It's that he was stabbed but with the same knife as the criminal. God, I love that. He's like, how dare you stab me with the same knife as this guy? And I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm like, hell yeah. How dare you, sir? How dare you? But yeah, this guy's a piece of shit too, so. Yeah, totally. Uh, then he's like, so what'd you call yourself? An Arbiter, huh? I like that. Like, fuck off, dude. You're not an Arbiter. Get out of here. He what thinks he is. <laughs> I was an Arbiter. Well, oh, you, are you talking real about, real what's it called? The guy, the detective? Tatsumi. Tatsumi, yeah. He, yeah. he kind of, he's like, yeah, I'm an Arbiter too, man. I'm something of an Arbiter myself. <laughs> I'm something of an Arbiter myself. Uh, Tatsumi was the one who watched the sisters attack. Because if he stopped him, then he couldn't kill him because there has to be a victim for judgment. God damn, I fucking hated this. This guy is so off the deep end. I can't say crazy anymore. But so off the deep the deep Don't end. Don't say you can't say the word you can't say no more. I can't say crazy anymore. But he's so Jesus off the Christ. deep end that like he needs a like a victim. It's like the worst thing ever, dude. Why don't you just kill the guy? You know he's gonna fucking do it. He's literally doing it right now. Why you just don't kill him right there, right now? Like, I don't understand this whole fucking guy's point. Like, I understand his point. Like, oh, I can't do nothing if nothing happens. Like, fuck you, dude. Go do something, okay? Is Have that you seen Minority hard? Report? No. Oh, we 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 had this discussion about Avatar The Last Airbender or Avatar The Lens of Koa. Yeah, probably. Yes. And I was defending on the side that's like, if they don't do the crime, then it's it's fine. But you're like, 
well, they're eventually going to do the crime, so we should stop that from the get-go. Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. You, you're totally fine should... with that? Oh, yeah, totally. What, the point I defended I agree with? No, <laughs> what do you it's, mean? Just, it's, it's crazy because humans can, like, not do that shit. So they can, like, they can change. And so you're just killing it from the bulb. You're not, you're not helping them change. Oh, well, okay, first of all, the implication was this guy had already, like, attacked multiple people. Oh, he already attacked multiple people, and the fact that, that this guy still did not kill this fucking son of a bitch. Or or maybe he didn't. I don't know, but yeah. No, it's so weird because he, he says, like, yeah, I've been following this guy. This guy has not broken any rules for you to kill this guy. You literally have to watch this person do horrific uh, acts to another human being in order for you to kill him. Like, what is this guy's code? His code is fucking garbage. And I know the fucking code is like, if there's no victim, I can't do anything. Well, fuck your fucking code, dude. Kill somebody. It's not that fucking difficult. You have already done it several times. Kill the son of a bitch. If you killed the son of a bitch, you wouldn't have died. That's the funny part about that. So we can say bitch, but not crazy. <laughs> no, we can't say crazy. Here's the thing. I'm not trying to be sexist, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so, yes, you're entirely right. Uh, well... I, I shouldn't use uh, <laughs> such definitive words when talking about this show. But listen, this man's crazy. <laughs> I, I most I, I mostly agree, and yeah, and obviously, like this is th his entire existence, his entire code, his entire point is to draw a parallel to the arbiter judgment system. Yes, where they're doing the same thing, effectively. Of you know, they have to draw out the darkness in people's souls in order to properly judge them, where effectively they're saying, yeah, there has to be a victim. We need them to do some bad shit, see what they're, see how far they're willing to take something before I'm able to properly punish them, which is exactly what this guy was doing. Yeah. Uh, Chiyuki is having a bad time. She's not enjoying any of this. <laughs> Finally was able to write her name and use it. I was very careful not to do that the entire series. <laughs> Um, I did notice when you said her name at the beginning. I was like, oh, he finally said it. Uh, Shimada rushes at uh, Tatsumi. Another great bit of animation here before he gets restrained by Deckham's wires. Tatsumi expounds on his reasoning and the judgment stuff some more. Deckham says that, hey, the judgment isn't over. What do you want to do, Shimada? Shimada's like, mm, I think I would like to kill him, please. <laughs> One death, please. So Deckham's like, I right. he restrains Tatsumi, releases Shimada, and gives him the knife. Chiyuki again is like, Deckham, come on, man, what are you doing? He's like, it's necessary to judge them properly. He gives him the stack of organ pucks tied to Shimada. And before he can stab it, uh Chiyuki runs up behind him, grabs him, and restrains him as best she can while begging him to stop. Uh, meanwhile, yelling at Deckim that what he's doing is this being the same as Tatsumi. Uh, he never lived. He doesn't understand grief. Uh, she talks about, she kind of explains emotions and how, I, I think this is the scene where she talks about how both simple and complex people are. Um, she gets some flashes of other players and basically just tears Deckim apart, telling him all the way he's, he is failing. <laughs> as an, an entity that is supposed to be responsible for judging people. I mean, th th it's funny because the whole point of the judgment is like how like people in their darkest moments, what will they do? And he's not wrong like about like, well, I mean, it's supposed to tell you what how the soul is like, but like grief makes you do some crazy stuff. So it's like super fucked up, this whole thing. 
And like edging somebody on is like not the perfect way to like test them because the fucking um, detective fucking edged the guy on, which is why he finally um, uh, killed him, basically. Yeah. Quotation marks. Also, I'm just saying um, the ice skater woman. Chiyuki. If you want to do something, get the knife at the guy's hands. Like, make him think for a little bit. Don't, like, whatever you're doing is not working. Get the knife out of his hands. If you get the knife out of his hands, he can't do the act, and he might actually think of, like, what he's doing. Or he just stabs her and gets on with it. uh, Hey, hey, if he stabs her, then he definitely deserves to go to the void, right? The man's already two for two. No, it's just one one of those things, like, oh, and that whole stabbing thing, completely, like, Walked me to my end because literally he's like, "Oh, there's two people," and then there's a random guy that shows up at the fucking door, and he's like, "This is the guy. Let's stab him." And I'm like, "Dude, you're not like. I understand you're not thinking because like the fact, um, the fact your sister got so messed up in this makes complete sense. But like, you just random, you just randomly stub stabbing another guy. You don't know if this guy is even the guy. So like, I like how you are just like entirely missing the point right now. <laughs> No, that's the full point. The, to me, it's like... Also, bear in mind, he was uh, actively dying when he killed Shimada. Oh, yeah, you was right about that. He so... was actively dying. But also, well, if he goes to the, uh, to, the, um, to the after place and then realizes that he killed an innocent man, he would, he would just go to the void. Like, this is not even like a question. You know what I'm saying? Again, I think you're going back to like good versus evil. It's not mm-hmm. good versus evil. Reincarnation versus void. I mean, to me, this anime has shown me reincarnation is good and the void is bad. There's no like if ands or buts about it. I um, don't get that at all. There, I, I, I honestly, I get that. Um, I think there's really only one part that kind of goes against that, and it's kind of one of my big gripes with this show because, for one, all the Buddhist imagery wants you to, I think not think of it as heaven and hell. And that's why they gave it different terminology. But th- but they definitely do so much in the way of like uh, void bad, reincarnation good, and not very much in the way of at least making it a little more... Um, no, yeah, I completely understand. That first case, like, I like that first case because it was, it's totally flip-flop. Like, like what's called, I don't think the woman deserved to go to the void because like she instantly regret her decision and stuff like that. Uh, and the man basically killed them because of jealousy. Like, I think he deserves to go to the void. But like, like I said, to me, it's like either or you have to pick one. Do you want to get white carnage or do you want to go to the void? So it's like not to me, it's like not a question. You know what I mean? It's either do you want to go to the good place or do you want to go to the bad place? I can't just make up scenarios. I can't just make up a medium place for this place, for this thing. Because it's not set the rules. But there is no place. That That's the thing. I, it's not a place. It's... I'm saying place as a place, like as a hodl. It's like, do you want to go, do you want to get reincarnated or do you want to go to the void? There's well, like, the thing no- is, reincarnation is, if you want to do it that way, the medium place. And the void is both the good and the bad place. Why is it the good place now? Because in Buddhism, the quote unquote void would be likened to nirvana, enlightenment. It's your energy returning to its truest form, which is ultimately what you want to attain. And reincarnation is basically. You get reincarnated and try again until you achieve that. You see, but the problem is, is the fact that the old lady counteracts that thing. Um, maybe. Because, like, to me, she had a fantastic life. Like, she didn't have no babies, but, like, 
she did love her life at the very end of it. And she has accepted her death. So you're saying she had a good life, but it wasn't completely fulfilling. I, I would say it's fulfilling because she had her illustrations. Like, to me, the way I look at that old lady is like, she lived everything her heart desired in that she lived a happy life. Now, I understand what you mean by the whole void and thing, whatever it is, because like, Anthony already described this whole, like, if you lived your fullest life, you probably would go to the void. But like, she didn't go to the void. So like, it, it, to me, it counteracts everything you guys just said. Because to me, she lived her best life. Of course, if she had babies, but she had drawings and like that acted yeah, her, as course. her babies. Yeah. Drawings and children. Yeah, drawings and children are very interchangeable. Well, no, uh, not even that. And also you have to throw in another variable is like the judgment of. No, no, uh, no. Oh, you can't, you can't say can't, that. Why not? You, you can't say that because she treated her is illustration as her children. She literally oh, okay, said Chris. that. Like the, the way you, you like super, like. You, you're putting your own thoughts in this woman. You get what I'm saying? So are you. No, but she, she literally says in her thing. She thinks of her as a, her own drawings as children. But do you remember where that came from? But she said that to a stranger that she didn't know. Do you think that that's what she told her husband to? Also, like, th- there's, there's a key point. It's not that she didn't have children. Specifically, she was unable to have children. There's, I think there's an important distinction there. That's yeah. true. But she was a- she was still able to create with her drawings and stuff like like she still lived a full life. It's crazy to me you guys don't think of it like that. You, do you guys not think adoption's like a way to go? You guys think the fact that the the baby doesn't um, come out of your fucking um, but she didn't hold that. that it's not the same thing because she could adopt. She just I didn't bet to adopt. a lot of people it isn't. Yeah, to a lot of people it isn't. But there are people that it acts like that. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you're downplaying it. That's that's the like to me. You guys are like blowing my mind because you guys are downplaying it. See, thinks of her drawings as her little children. See, like okay, how about this then? What uh, that final character? She never actually got to draw. V- remove for a moment that that's literally a manifestation of unfinished business. Yeah, but she did get to see her drawing, and she did she did count it as is finished. I don't think I don't I don't see that. I mean, I I see. Listen, listen, listen. I, I, I know where you're coming from, and I don't disagree with you entirely. Um, but also, I don't agree that that is ultimately what the philosophy of this show is supposed to be. I don't think it does a great job of helping you think of the void as something that can be good and helping you think of reincarnation as something that isn't strictly a reward. But I think if you really dig into it and a lot of like the symbolism... And a lot of the things it's trying to do, whether successful or not, that I think ultimately, philosophically, we're supposed to end up with neither good nor bad, either direction. Even okay. if the arbiters do seem to think of it that way. Okay, I'm going to say right now. So the way I see it, and we can get past this conversation, the reincarnation is good, the void is bad. The show has proven to me several times in my mind, in my mind, so we can stop arguing about it, that this is what it means. All the bad people go to the void. Now, you could say there's, there's some decisions that they should go to the other place. But like when you actively look at all the people who went to the void, you could say that they deserve to go to the void. I don't know. I So I had two, I remember having two thoughts and theories. One was the uh, not having fulfilled life seems like what his thing was kind of going to. And you're right. 
there this one's real murky, just like the first one was real murky. So it's almost like there's another variable at play, which is just decim itself picking. And then uh two, the other one where like if you look at it as more like a utilitarian kind of standpoint of like that old lady can make the world a better place versus a lot of people that got sent to the void would actively be harming if that soul was engaged with other souls. Um that still I think holds true throughout the most of this anime. And I told myself before we started this, I also watched them this morning before I went to work, and I thought so much about how I didn't want to fucking talk <laughs> about <laughs> reincarnation and the void because I think they're so beside the point of these last four episodes. I think it is too. Because the whole story is about the judgments itself, not necessarily the uh, where they go. It's about how they got there kind of thing. It, yeah. The process. Yeah. And yeah, you're you're right. So let, let's try and put those to bed, our our, our disagreements, our thoughts. Fuck, on, I got 17 more points to make. On whether reincarnation, good, bad, whatever, everything in between, those are well documented. Let's try and move on. I'm just saying this. there has to be a victim, Chris. I agree. There, there has does to have to be a victim. <laughs> I've seen Minority Report. No, I haven't. But I know Minority Report's plot. It doesn't work if there's no victim. Because <laughs> then you can just frame Tom Cruise or whatever. Uh, Jesus Christ, where am I? Oh, yeah, you were complaining. So the main reason that she doesn't go and uh, actually get the knife is because then we wouldn't get the sick-ass sequence that comes up. Right during the credits. Tatsumi basically reinforces uh, Chiyuki's points about everything being fucked up. Shimada goes to stab the pucks, and Chiyuki stops him, explaining basically everything. She's, she's like, no, this isn't heaven and hell. It's this and this and this. And she just says everything she understands about the Quindecum and this world that... Uh, they're in and tries to appeal to him by bringing up his sister and what she would want him to do. And don't you want to see her again? Even if it isn't like as you. Yeah. Uh, he drops the knife and Tatsumi chimes back in, which someone fucking gag this man, please. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he says, if you can't protect someone, all you can do is kill. Oh, if you can't protect someone, all you can do is kill the other guy. The world is a cruel place. At some point in here, I guess, I thought I wrote it down, but I guess I didn't. He says that every like he, he basically oh it's when he reinforces Chiyuki's points where he basically says like yeah man everyone is capable of some heinous shit. Some people are just closer to the line than others, like myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's kind of the whole. That's what Chiyuki is yelling at Tekum about, where she's saying it doesn't matter. It, with enough pushing, you're going to get anyone to do anything you want. Everyone will be darkness. So, when, like, where do you draw that line? When is it fair to actually went to consider that a part of who they are, part of their soul? And then, after Tatsumi says his shit, uh, a puck breaks, the credit song kicks in. While the credits happen, we get this whole montage of his sister intercut with Tatsumi spurting up blood and him breaking pucks. So I want to be very, very specific here because I'm 90% sure the outro was the reason for this. Like they made this episode. Like, oh, absolutely. It. It, it is like cut perfect. Because it. right when he like the, well, then like where the outro is like, I'm not going to make it is when he exactly like fucking stabs that knife. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so fucking good. Best fucking outro placement I've ever seen. May I talk to you about Pat? All right, hold on. That's probably a good one, too. I don't know, man. This one, I even thought about Cowboy Beat Buffs, too. That doesn't count. That's a different thing. <laughs> we can't talk about CU Space Cowboys. Uh, fuck. The Top one three. That's real good, though. Yeah, I, this one's so. This one's really good, too. 
It is. It's Maybe so just because Pet isn't that fresh. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know, dude. That. Uh, it's so. It's so oh, they're very similar to each other too. Actually, musically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real good. Uh, Shimada by the end has snapped. Like he's doing this. He's got the same expression as Tatsumi now. Uh, Chiyuki is we lost it, one to the void, bros. Huh? We lost one to the void. Mm. Chiyuki is again scolding Deckham and just kind of limply punching him while he mm. just sits there being Deckham. And yeah, they are both sent to the void. Yep. I'm hoping. I'm hope. I'm hoping the sister gets all the help that she needs back in North. That's all I'm hoping for. Yeah, her life fucking sucks. Yeah. And I know it doesn't matter, you guys, because it's not part of the story. But, like, I'm hoping that she gets all the help she needs. Next episode, the sister should know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit? Ah, um, oh, shit. I didn't watch Death Billiards. I'll have to do that. Oh, like you're the, the worst. Yeah. Um, so something I apparently did learn, though, uh, as we transition into episode 10, Storyteller... In the flashbacks of Sachiko, the old woman we meet, her husband is, to my understanding, the uh, one of the characters in Death Billiards. Oh. Do you actually know fun. what his story is about? I do not. I know timeline-wise it supposedly takes place between like episode 7 and 10 or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Deckham wakes up on Nona's tree. He's got no memories where I guess we're ostensibly seeing the birth of Deckham. Yep. Um, she tells him he's an arbiter. And we see Deckham just chilling, just contemplating. Uh, Nona is reciting Oculus's rules as Deckham approaches her house. Deckham is doubting his judgments and basically cites Chiyuki's reasonings. And he feels like he can no longer judge people. So Nona's like, okay, well, what about her then? And we get a quick shot of Chiyuki's wrist crumbling, which is a uh, really fun imagery for later. Yep. Mm. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, and as soon as, soon as I saw her banged up leg, I'm like, oh, I know what she did. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things. I'm like, fuck. Okay. We have one of these stories. Uh, no, and he's like, ah, man, I don't know. No, it's like, want me to do it then? I'll judge her. <laughs> Deckham's like, nah, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> nah. They debate on how to judge her a little bit. Uh, and no one is like, all right, I'll send you a special guest. Chiyuki, meanwhile, is not in the mood to go judge people. Uh, and Deckham explains that her time is running out. She's ex- exceeding her period of judgment, and she'll become a dummy if she doesn't get judged. Uh, which is great because I remember we had a conversation about, "Hey, what happens if people just decide to never play a game and they use the mannequins as a threat?" And that's literally what happens. You know what? True. Uh, holy shit! I didn't make that connection. They just yeah. literally become mannequins. Yep. Yeah. I mean. But that tells you, they told you that like Olio episodes, because Deckham gets the puppets and that's where the bodies are from. I thought though. No, he collects the, the bodies were, of people he judged. Yeah, yeah, that he thought were full lives and then puts them around. Yeah. But, no, but if yeah. you, yes. Yeah. So that's what the dummies are, is all the people that he sent. Right. Yes. I'm not saying those are people who refuse to play the game, but the threat is like technically valid, even though it's supposed to be like, oh, I'll kill you. Okay. I get what you're saying. It's yeah, just okay. a little cheeky okay. thing of the show, dude. Okay. Yeah. I got you. No, I now I understand where you guys are coming from. 
Deckham did not get the memories of the guest that is coming. And an old lady enters and immediately on the roulette board recognizes Shabbat. Uh, they go to play, or she hits the button. She's going to be playing with Chiyuki and they get old maid. And uh, she's just a sweet old lady. <laughs> That's just me. No, it's talking about the car game. She's like, I know that. <laughs> she's going to fucking bake people pies up in here. <laughs> wow. Deckham's also going to play because you need three people for old maid. Uh, the designs on cars are related to the players. I actually love that. I think that's just a cool design. And I also want to talk about, I really want to play Wummy. I know this is not the game. I saw the cards and I saw the pails. I'm like, I kind of want to play Wummy. It's been a while. My mom and sister play like once every like almost two weeks. Oh, really? That's dope. Yeah, they play a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know her. <laughs> hey, mom, Sabrina, Sal's coming over. <laughs> he wants to play Ruby. Yeah. Uh, we learned the old lady was an illustrator. Uh, they do their introductions. And Chiyuki's like, ah, I don't know, but hey, Bubber. Uh, the game starts. Deckham pulls a Koketsu doll and they start to have a conversation. Oh, no, we cut to him having a conversation about judgment with Ginty <laughs> while Mayu is asleep in the booth in the background, <laughs> loudly snoring. And oh, it, yeah, very loudly snoring. The, the gist of the conversation is Deckham's like, man. I don't know. Judge people's tough. Again, he's like, man, everyone's a fucking idiot. Judging people is easy. Meanwhile, Mayu's sleeping in the background. Yeah. Mm. Also, I still hate that thing on Unhell. Can we just get that rid of that? Like, I'm just annoyed by it. It'll be gone Every time soon. I see it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just annoyed by it. Every time I see it, it just makes me angry. I don't know why. <laughs> fucking Chris. It'll be gone soon. <laughs> Ginty basically tells him that there's no meaning in life. Humans are dumb, and it's the same for judgment. We're just here to do our jobs. Man's pulling a fucking nine to five. Clocks in exactly at nine. Clocks out exactly at five. <laughs> I, I want to see more tests with him. I know it, it It doesn't matter to the story, but I do want to see more tests with him. I like the different styles. Yeah, I mean, part of me does wish that this is like a 16-episode series, maybe. Yeah. Or we could get a little more, but also I, I feel like it could have very easily overstayed its welcome with another four episodes probably no, so i don't know no, because i'm actually a fan of like humans the like the tests of giving or stuff like that like learning about the the history about the humans are testing and stuff like that all that's very interesting to me and like i was gonna say right now the main story eh that's eh i kind of like knowing monster. about the people's stories i really do I like to know their motivations for the stuff they're doing. I think that's all very interesting. Yeah, I don't disagree, but I feel like it would have taken just like one dud and I'd be like, Meh, okay. One yeah, no. one two episode arc of a story or like characters or whatever that is like, okay, we already did this before. Or it doesn't quite land. And I'd be like, Meh. no, I mean, I agree with you completely. It's just like uh, 16 episodes actually sounds like the perfect amount for me. You mean another two stories or something like that? Yeah. Give, give us that's one more fine. Ginty judgment or like another Arbiter or something. Yeah. Give us a flashback like, of Nona being an arbiter. I would like that too. We want more, I want more Nona. That's what I want. We all want more Nona. Everyone wants more Nona. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag more Nona. Um, Deckham pulls the Joker. And it's ice skates. I wonder what that could be. The bad card is the ice skates in Chiyuki's game. I'm just going to say I'm happy that I called this the ice skating thing, even though it's completely obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and you watched a video explaining it to you. No, I did not watch the Death Parade video. Oh, I thought you did. And also, like, the thing the thing that was supposed to spoil it for me 
was I where not I didn't read, I just saw the headline is like, oh, Deckham wants to become more human. Does not change the story whatsoever. So I was like, okay, all this was new to me. All I, all I knew was Deckham wanted to be more human. And in the end, it's like, okay, I guess I guess that's how we close the story up. Okay. Th- that's all I knew, Orange, about this. It was just the fact that Deckham wanted to be more human. That's all I knew. Because remember, the, f- the first week we talked about this. Or like that. Once we hit stop, I don't remember anything that happens. Yeah. Mm. Um, Chiyuki then pulls the Joker and looks shocked. We cut to a conversation of Nona and Quinn discussing Deckham. And Nona wants all of Chiyuki's memory. It's like, fuck it. Put it together. Give me all of it. Let's go. Uh, Sachiko <laughs> pulls an illustration and wins. She asks if this is she. <laughs> yeah, just real casual. So like, so this is the afterlife, right? <laughs> and Deckham explains it. Asks when she figured it out. And she's like, oh, when I saw this little guy, I never drew him. He's the last character I was working on. He only existed in my head. Hmm. Uh, and Deckham's like, do you remember how you died? She's like, nah, I'm old. I forgot. <laughs> but it's cool. I don't though. need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she, she's so fucking chill. Yeah. I, I love this woman. I, I kind of want like more of her. She's pretty dope. Um, also, sorry. Yeah. I know we just pet. No one keeps getting gifts from the outer world. Yeah. It hasn't come up yet. But yes. Um, when she gets the memories from. Oh, okay. Queen, yeah, I'm safe yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she gives. But I mean, her... she's also done it before. But yeah, yeah. fucking Christ! What? Nona's got the hookups, bro. Dude, apparently she's got the she got the hooks from a DL, bro. I will bet anyone a hundred dollars that she sends Clavis out. <laughs> Clavis is out there in the real world. Scrounging Can we get more Clavis? Can yes, we do please. that? I would love more Clavis. There's so many characters that like. I would like to see these guys interact. I kind of think the wanting of more characters makes me like the show more. I, yeah, I, I, I can see that because you don't want to be disappointed with how much you get them. Yeah, <laughs> or, so kind of like, hear, hear me out real quick on this quick-ass explanation. There's like a uh, old, like back in the day, the radio shows, they used to do like haunted ones, right? Like scary ones. And people were like way fucking terrified and they consider that like w- way better than like going and watching a scary movie just because like your imagination of what, like what to you would be like a, you know, a creepy dark hallway it's going to be way scarier than someone actually showing you what a creepy dark hallway is in their imagination most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of extra, extra, extrapolates. Yep. Easier for me to say. <laughs> extrapolates to like kind of this, like our ideas of what Clavis could be and our ideas of what Nona, like more off screen is like and stuff like that. Like I kind of like the, I like my idea <laughs> of what they could be and I don't want them to shatter that. Yeah. I, yeah, totally. I agree with that. As I, as much as I would enjoy more of these characters, as long as they would were done satisfactorily to me, to my liking. That's fair. Yeah. As long as it is eventually revealed that Clavis is God, <laughs> just hanging out. Clavis is God. That's, that's not a thing. <laughs> I don't know, man. Clavis looks like he knows some shit. Man's up to something. Yeah, he's up to something. Why the fucking old guy flowers him? So it doesn't really fucking matter if he was he gone. Let him, he bro. Could stop him. He definitely like could block it out if he was gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, Clavis is a little is a devious little motherfucker. Oh my god! Yeah, you guys are putting way too much thi- like way too much into this. He's got something going. Listen, on. All I'm saying is a meaning for Clavis means a device for restraint hey, of the hands. You might be like, what I would really like is all the stuff that's like happens in Clavis's elevator. I think that would be really interesting. Like him transporting people. How much do you like the girl from Ipanema? That's the elevator song. Because that's what plays in every elevator. God damn, community just like broke my head with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the song? Is that No, it? it's not. That's not it. 
No, oh, is it not? The girl okay. from Ipanema is bump, ba-dum, bump, bump, ba-dum-dum. Oh, that one? Okay. Um, <laughs> clavis means handcuffs, by the way. Mm, give me more clavis. Or in Latin, kind of means golden key, so still, like, kind of to that. <laughs> yeah, Latin probably is more accurate, considering they're using, like, Latin numbering as a naming convention. So there you go, Latin's the golden key. Hell yeah, Clavis is the golden key to the pearly gates of heaven. Because mm-hmm. he's God. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> uh, what does Castra mean? Castra. Because everyone else is numbers except for Oculus, which is obvious. Oh, I did forget to say this. Say this. We need more. We need more Genti. The fact that he doesn't like break out of his sword. I don't know if he actually breaks out of his sword in the anime, does he? I don't think so, no. It's like pretty disappointing, I'm just going to say. Like fucking... Bill Chester with suspenders on is a sounds fantastic. I don't know. Sounds what. uncomfortable. Castra is like a building or a plot of land or maybe even like an encampment. I don't get that one. She's cool as fuck though. So castrum is the regular word. Castro would be like a plural. So buildings, plots of lands, fortified military camps are kind of what I'm getting. I don't really get that one still. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, she talks about her thing of, you know, not able to have children, happy to see her work again. Uh, and she's like, hey, I had a good time hanging out here in the Quidecum, played all day with you guys, and also lived a good life. Uh, and this is where we see the mountain of bags where they apparently discard people's memories that they don't need. <laughs> Which I, I love that, I love so much that this is just like, literally the afterlife and these people are deities like there's magic and shit but also it's just a really bad understaffed factory (laughs) that lost their like dump contract (laughs) yeah i just don't understand how this place could be so understaffed it's like crazy to me people are dying too fast okay i'm gonna skip ahead but hold on here's my thoughts Uh uh-huh there's a whether or not i subscribe someone says that were made from the souls that go into the void. Uh-huh. Someone does kind of offhandedly say that, yeah. Nona, I believe, right? Or Oculus, one of the two. Yeah. And uh, so maybe they just don't throw that many people, enough people into the void to create staff. We'll circle back to that, I think. Because that, that, that is a point of conflict for me. So when that comes up, we'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to talking about okay. that. Okay. I, I agree with Owens in that. That makes no sense to me. That's why I preface with maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, Quinn, Nona wants the memories and Quinn digs them out and is like, this is against the rules, you know? And Nona's like, here, from the from the mortal world or whatever. <laughs> yep. Tosses her bottle from like her. Quinn's like, all right, hell yeah, you're good. Uh, Sachiko, meanwhile, recognizes Shavo, which is the girl's name, and Deckham asks about the story. And Sachiko gives us a brief explanation of what we already know the story to be and says, when you want to express yourself, how do you do it? Deckham responds with words. And she's like, well, there's other ways. Because the... Wait, hold on. Yeah. Deckham didn't respond with words, did he? Oh, I thought he did. No, it was... Um... Chiyuki. Yeah, she said with words. Because when she asked, how do you express your feelings? I think Deckham was about to answer for him. And then Sh- uh, Chiyuki? Chiyuki. Chiyuki. She answered as like the royal you, like... We we answer with words. Mm-hmm. It, I swear, I don't know why I have this inkling that <laughs> that fucking Deckham was about to say, like, either I don't or, you know, he was about to spill the whole plot right there or, like, <laughs> I've been trying or something like that, you know? But I, I just have that fucking, I have that little feeling <laughs> that he was about to answer personally where, rather than, um, I don't know what the word is for, like, everyone. Yeah. For some reason, pragmatically comes into my mouth. I don't think that's right. No, that is not. <laughs> yeah. But I know, yeah, I know what you mean. Generally, 
He was going to answer more personally than generally. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Sachiko goes on to explain, like, no, there's other ways. That's why uh, in the story, uh, Shavo is deaf. So the kid can't tell her, express himself to her. So he has to find other ways. We get a quick memory of little Chiyuki running in and being like, Bob, read me Shavot again. And the mom's like, okay, what's your favorite? What's your, you really like this book. What's your favorite part? Chiyuki says her smile. And the mom says, yeah, that's my favorite part too, Chi-chan. Which this go <laughs> before all that spirals out. It kind of goes to ex- uh, exemplify her point of like, yeah, people, or Sachiko even talks about like, doesn't matter what language you speak, where you're from, what your culture is, literally anything. You smile when you're happy. When you, uh, when you're sad, you cry. Like there's just these universal expressions that people have to communicate with each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love this. I love that so much. And then Chiyuki remembers her name as Chiyuki. It is written as knowing and happiness. Uh, she gets a little sad, and the game is over. After a couple more rounds, Chiyuki has lost. Um, Sachiko receives her judgment as she gets in the elevator. She gets to keep the cards. And before she goes off to reincarnation, she's like, you know, I always thought it was weird how ending up with the Joker was the bad thing because it's supposed to be a trump card. Uh, Having it at the end should be prudent. Like, it should be a good thing. Anyway, I'm going to (laughs) go. Which, dude, fucking, I love Sachiko. She's so good. And just, that's such a good point of just everything else. The Joker is a good thing except for Old Maid, (laughs) where it's a bad thing. Chiyuki asks how she died, and Deckham's like, mm, we can't do it like this. Uh, Oculus, meanwhile, goes and uses his hair to eat Clavis's head and look at his memories. Not eat his head, but, you know, give, give it a little <laughs> suck on it. <laughs> okay. Sucking the head. Tell me. I'm, yep. Uh, Deckham thinks there is a point to life, and judgment needs life and death and human emotion to be properly passed. Deckham tells uh, Chiyuki Sounds awfully that complicated. he wants to know everything. And then we cut over to the Viginti where he's doing some shit. That is where we leave episode 10. Anything else on episode 10? No. Uh, we did see the dummy white of the blonde hair guy. Daniel yeah, white. we see like his lower body. Yeah. Wondering what that's about. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll find out in episode 11, Memento Mori. Uh, <laughs> Memento Mori, which is, uh, as will be explained in this episode, is basically remember that you will die. I think, I want to say this phrasing, like specifically the phrase Memento Mori, comes up a fair amount in anime. Really? I could be totally wrong, because I can only think of one off the top of my head, but I feel like it's not an uncommon trope. So you can go ahead and blame you uh, bringing Gurren Lagann as resurfacing <laughs> Persona 3 as a very strong reference point for me. But literally in the opening like sequence of Persona 3, Memento Mori flashes across the screen and it kind of deals with... Specifically, Memento Mori is the idea, hey, you're going to die, so make the best or make the most of life that you can. Right? It's like, it, it tries to do the positive spin on mortality. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what Persona 3 is about as we already talked about at Gerd Lagan. We get a quick recap. Um... Nona has Chiyuki's memories. Uh, they are re like they're put back together, and she's ready to do whatever she's gonna do with that. Harada 
Meanwhile, is back from the void. I guess it looks like he's chilling. Or, uh, oh, uh, I thought it was just the dummy. I mean, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was my initial like knee jerk. <laughs> was like, that's not him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking it's not him either. Yeah, fucking fool me once. Uh, Ginty says, "Hey, his soul's not back. Um, I can take it back from the void, but got to put one in its place." And he'll turn into his dummy if his soul doesn't come back. Uh, Mayu immediately offers herself. <laughs> like, send me, then bring it back. Uh, I think that's very interesting. Because that's a non-selfless move. Even though Ginta does say you don't actually think about it. Like, you're, you're mm-hmm. doing this all in whatever it is. But, like, to me, that's, like, good place material. Or, like, reincarnation. But, like... I think it's funny that, like, he's like, yeah, we're not letting you off this easy, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Which is, like, why this test is so fucked. Because, like, I I mean, we could talk about it later. But Yeah, like, Ginty's not good at his yeah. job. Uh, I mean, no. he's... Uh, no, he's actually not bad at his job either. He's fucking dog shit. No, he's actually pretty good. This, this woman is willing to sacrifice a person she does not know to, um, um, what's called, to to basically kill them to save somebody that she thinks likes that they would get together or not. Uh, that's another point of conflict for me that we will talk about a little more yeah. deeply in a bit. Um, but no, Kinti sucks at the job. Like, he, Kinti should have already passed judgment on her. He just keeps trying to push her. Yeah, if he passed judgment on her. Well, the thing is, you can you can say that she never got pushed. Because, because the way you can look at it is she, she never thought of the repercussions of what she was doing. Yeah, 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 I, I guess. But is that not... Well, that's not... I get what you're saying. It's crazy, though, because if I think about it, I don't think she even thinks about the reper- repercussion of killing somebody else. I think she thinks about it a little bit, but she, like, throws it to the side. She's like, as long as I can be with my man, it doesn't really matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the way I think of it, but, like... To me, I don't think she thinks of the repercussions is why he was having such a hard time deciding where she needs to go. Whereas, hey, if I was Genta, I would have sent her to reincarnation because he obviously did not do anything bad. But, like, the fact that she likes this guy without, like, really thinking about it, like, she's like, well, he's famous, he's fucking beautiful, like, I just like him. I don't care all, any about anything that he really fucking does. Now, that's um, just... no. I mean, yeah, no, be careful right. with that because, well, no, she she spent her entire life idolizing him, right? Yeah. So she yeah. watched all the YouTube videos, all the fucking like fan interactions, all the interviews. She has a lot to judge off of. Yeah, but she she literally says to him, she's like, I know you're horrible to women, but I don't care. She yeah. says that in the first episode she shows up in. Mm-hmm. So like, to me, she's not putting her mind towards it. She's simping really hard on this guy. Because there's no way she's going to get the same, what you call it, feelings back to her. Yeah. Parasocial relationship for sure. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I still think like what she says to him later or what she says to Ginty later is like so fucking powerful. Yes, I agree. And I think that like attacks your claim. I, I do want to like to Monkey's point though. Like, yeah, he, he you're 100% right. And that's why Ginty has like such a hard time judging her because as kind of tying in with what Anthony wants to talk about. He doesn't get it. Like, he he needs something that he can understand before he passes the judgment. And he doesn't understand much. Well, so I'm going to say the, the test, the guy that... I don't know if this is, like, meant to be, like, a thing or not. If you're going to say literally, what I think you are, then yes. What? If you're going to say what I think you're about to say, then yes, 100%. I don't think so. But uh, 
the guy that they're pointing at or the the soda she's supposed to take away with this, it looks like light from Death yep. Note. That's 100%. Oh, really? It is light, you got me. Yes. Oh my God, that's cray cray. Death Note was done by it? Madhouse, dude. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. Anthony, this guy kills a lot of people. Oh, come on. It's not spoiling anything. He just kills a lot of people. Yeah, it's actually like really awesome. Fucking one. I'm pretty sure. Wait, is Death Note one of the season, like three season shows? It's a 50 episode one. Oh, 37. Okay. It's yeah, also yeah, not okay. good. So don't worry about it. Wait, I heard Death Note's very interesting, though. It's the got the one first of, like, half the... of Death Note is really cool. Then it falls off a giant cliff. No, Death Note's one of those shows that's really good to talk about it. But like, when you're in, when you're in middle school, high school, it's really good. But you kind of go out of it like fast and i know i'm gonna get a bunch of death note haters it's good <laughs> well, speaking but of like i can't rewatch it so uh i i never watched the anime actually i just read the manga way back i read the manga too or whatever ryuk still my man okay i i will i will hear no bad mouthing on ryuk and actually kind of kind of fun little tie-in with death note i believe at some point ryuk even tells light like yeah man people can't use the death note they can't go to heaven and hell when they die also so ostensibly, if she were to actually have sacrificed Light Yagami's soul, who knows what would happen to it? Because he couldn't do this because he used the Death Note. It's funny because there's no heaven or hell in this thing. So yeah, but you know, they didn't consider that when they were making Death Note. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I think it's funny because if when you bring in Ryuk, Ryuk is not even over here. So <laughs> it's not the same system as Dude, Ryuk got fucking fired from this place for getting high in the. Like the way station. I have a question. In that anime, is that the one where uh, I feel like there's one where they're talking about like trying to figure out if two people are lying to each other a lot? Yes. A lot of like psycho. Okay, I heard yeah. that that's done extremely fucking well. Yeah, the whole like, the whole like cat and mouse game with light and L is fantastic. Okay, that's what I've been told to like watch. But when you get past that stuff, it's it never gets that good again. Gotcha. Uh, all, okay, so back where we were with my you not really think about consequences is explicitly basically stated where she's like, give me instead. And Genji's like, do you even know what the void is? She's immediately like, no, I don't. Yeah. What's a void? Uh, he explains the void as basically like suffering and eternal being with your shitty thoughts and hating everything. It, um, also, it's you falling the entire time. Like, do you feel yourself falling the entire time? Which is fucking crazy. Like, fuck that noise. I, I like, imagine like that, it. like when you wake up, like when oh, you feel like God. you're falling. Yeah. But do you actually think that's true? No, I don't think. Oh, you don't. Think that's here, I don't think. I don't think Ginty knows what the void is. Really? Okay. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't, don't think, think they do. I, I could buy that maybe Oculus does, but I don't think anyone actually knows what the void is. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think Ginty was manipulating her when he said that shit. I mean, the whole point of Arbitos is to make a decision and they True. manipulate the fuck out of the game, so. Yeah. True. Uh, then then he shows the picture of Light, yeah, and it's like, hey, okay, you can pick Harada or this guy. Here's a button. Good luck. Uh, Chiyuki, meanwhile, opens her wardrobe. Uh, we get the flashback of Deccan wanting to know everything, and we see Chiyuki has her skates in her wardrobe now. Ginty explains how he never second-guessed his judgments up to now. Humans are idiots who cling to life no matter what. Mayu is unsure about what to do. Um, she wants to know about the... Like, she asks who the guy in the picture is. Like, what's his deal? And Ginty's like, does it matter what kind of person would it take for you not to press the button? And she's basically like, I would always press the button. And he's like, then you made your decision. Or she she doesn't, I don't think she explicitly answers it, but she kind of gives the impression that. Yeah, she knows what she's going to do. Yeah. And then he's like, well, then you already made your answer. 
the one thing I want to note here, and, and th- this is a little bit of me, I, listen, I understand the full argument against it. I think it's very sound. I think it's very reasonable. And it's in, almost indisputable. However, I like this story better. We never see her press the button. No. Oh, okay. I like the story better with her not pressing the button, never making that decision, but just deciding that wherever Harada goes, I go. I like that her being, or that being her choice more than her pressing the button and thinking that she's saving Harada's soul by doing so. I, I, I realize that that is probably not what was written. I feel like if they were to do a rebuild of, de- of Death Parade, that's probably where it would go based on a lot of the philosophies in this show. Yeah. I mean, the, the way I look at it, she pressed the button. That's all. Yeah, and I, I can't really argue that. Yeah. I mean, you can see at the end. I mean, he basically says, yeah, the soul is going to come back to it. How is the soul mm. going to come back to it? Uh, he doesn't. No, she pressed the button. See, like to me, it's one of those things Genta told her. It's like, the only way you're going to get this guy back is if you press the button. And and then at the end, she's like, so when is this soul supposed to come back in? That's not what happens. She They don't use that phrase. Yeah. She says, so he's going to wake up, right? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, but you only wake up with the show coming in. Listen, there's enough ambiguity there that I choose to have my own read on it. Okay. I'm just saying she's a killer. She's a killer. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so I, I want to make sure I get this right. That, so she was under the assumption that the soul is coming back once they get to where they're going. The elevator's going. I think that's the implication. Yeah. And the fact that after the elevator door closes, the mask flips around makes it so they probably, or she thought they were both being reincarnated at that point. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's one of those things. The only reason she'd be going to the void is if she did something like bad. I agree. And so she she killed that guy. She killed Light. Even though Light deserves to die, we can all agree with that. She saved the fucking world, like, Mayu's a goddamn hero. I'm gonna look at this not. again because this this could change my opinion on this this whole arc or her whole no, character shit. Actually, this whole episode I was bored as fuck until we hit Mayu's thing, like the ending. I'm like, ooh, this is so good. How the this fuck is so were good. You bored with the dude? What? I was so bored. You're so crazy, dude. I actually don't care about these fucking people. Her like, memories coming back while like she's that? doing the thing that she loved. Dude, I, all, I didn't care. Oh my god, you're I care about I care about the people. I care about their motivations. The orbitals, they don't have motivation, so why should I care about them? Okay, so she said, Where are we going? She she says, uh, he says the place where Sarada's soul is. And she said, So he's really going to wake up, right? And he said, Yeah. Okay, so he basically said, You're going to the void, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Because she did it. She hit the button. If she does not hit the button, she's going to reincarnation. Mm. I think that's how that works. I, well, I think that in Ginty's mind, that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think Ginty's a fucking moron. I don't think, like I said, I don't think this is a point of contention. Like it's, it's, I don't think you can really make an argument uh, that that isn't what happened. Yeah. But the fact that we didn't see it leaves enough for me to choose to believe because it's a better story. <laughs> it's a better arc for Mayu if she made the decision to stay attached to Harada regardless of what those consequences are. I think her saying so this is where his soul is. I think that pretty much sums it up for me. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> but uh, can we talk about the next part? Because that's the interesting shit. So Chiyuki is in her ice skating outfit. She comes out to a rink. Deckham says, you look lovely in that. We get a quick flashback to Chiyuki's arrival at Quinn Deckham. Um, she says, I'm supposed to be dead. She doesn't remember how. 
and she wouldn't play the games. Nona shows up and is like, all right, I'll handle it. I wrote, have we seen her death yet? I was <laughs> Nope. Also, she's got her arms like crossed through her suspenders in this scene. God, yeah. I love that. So good. Can we get more Nona? God damn, I fucking love that. I've never felt more like an old lady than when Nona puts her arms through her suspenders. I just want to fucking pinch her cheeks and hug her and be like, you're so goddamn cute. Oh, she's got some pretty quick feet, though. Oh, yeah, she'd kick my ass, but it'd be worth it. <laughs> step uh, on me, Nona? No. <laughs> Castor can step on me, but not Nona. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. Deckham wants to judge her, and Nona's like, okay, but why? And he's like, I don't know, but I do. Because rule one, motherfucker. <laughs> or two. <laughs> one of those two. Um, and then we get what is truly one of my favorite sequences across any anime I've ever seen. It's so goddamn beautiful. Just like everything about it. Like the animation, the music that accompanies it, the way it's edited and cut. It's, oh my God. It, uh, I've watched this scene independent of anything else multiple times since I've watched this show. It's so fucking incredible. It was incredibly beautiful. And just the whole time she's doing this, getting like her memories back slowly, her mom mm-hmm. seeming so fucking lovely. Like getting the backstory of uh, Shavat, or Ch- however you pronounce that, uh, yeah, being like the skater, which inspired her, and this is how we all started. It's so good. Her step sequences need work, though. But besides that, <laughs> everything's so fucking good. Yeah, this was actually really good. I I, I enjoyed the ice skating, and, and just ju- just even at the beginning of it, like Deckham starts to have the thing play the piano, and she looks surprised like she was mm. ready to skate to no music and the deck and provides and it's the sad theme we keep hearing throughout the show it's also uh, that was real creepy uh dude but oh no it's so sweet though like when he makes the audience clap when she lands her jumps <laughs> yeah no i just thought the beginning of the creepy doll phase i was like oh god and then like the music started playing i was like okay and then it just i forgot about it until i read my note yeah but ju- just this this whole goddamn sequence um her getting her memories back and it's so, so happy and like gradually more triumphant and she gets happier as she's skating and we know something bad is about to come too. Oh yeah, she's getting her memories back. Yeah. Every, nothing has like positive usually has happened when someone gets their memory back. But she, And then we see she does a jump. She gets her injury. Her knee <laughs> blows out in real life and in... Uh, the Quindecum, uh, she will never. S- that we we at the end of that sequence, she's talking to um, Deckham, and she's like, "Yeah, um, after that, I would never. Sk- I was told I would never skate again. Everyone cried for me, but I felt nothing, and I couldn't explain it to anyone. So uh, sad, so sad. She flashes back to her mom, who says, "I loved watching you skate, but watching you grow up fine is was." Was the more important part. Love that more. That was better. Um, <laughs> to which Shiyuki just says, no, I haven't. She tells Deckham that she realizes that there were other more important things in life than skating. Everyone felt like strangers. Everything felt hollow. Uh, we see that she then committed suicide. And yep, she that says that sucks. people can't understand each other. And it's wrong to try. Life is cruel. <laughs> yep. This one fucking sucked, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, holy I'm shit. I'm sorry. I was... Mm. I was like, eh? No, this one hurt. Um, no, I'm, this happens all the time. I mean... Well, I've... Um, I think that they 
tackle suicide uh, extremely well. The only like time that I've ever, no one I personally have really known has ever went through anything like this, but I met the, or there was someone in at, at work that I was back in New Mexico and she was like, uh, she was associated somehow with my work. I'm not going to put details or anything out, but uh, she attempted uh, suicide and I read her explanation and it was exactly like this, this whole, like, I don't, I didn't want like kind of, I didn't really want to be helped. I didn't really think it could be helped. I just wanted it to happen. And it's the closest I've ever seen in like a television show to explaining like what I obviously I've never had these thoughts myself, but it seems like the closest, most relatable thing I've ever seen in any type of television um, to like hit it home. I don't know. Does that kind of make sense? Just like a, this is, I think they did this incredibly responsibly and I think this was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's much more focused and like centered around a, a specifically like triggering event, but for, for tackling it in like 30 fucking seconds or whatever, I, I think they represent what, depression often feels like really well i think the key word like the huge word i remember so much is hollow yes totally and, and just like the um I, I i kind of alluded to it earlier but but the whole point of these back four episodes and the whole ultimately what ends up being the whole point of the entire series is the ability to understand other people and whether that is truly possible to what extent you can do it, what it takes to understand someone. And Chiyuki's whole thing when she did this was she felt like other people couldn't understand what she was going through for some reason. Like they were all sad for her that she wouldn't be able to skate anymore. But for whatever reason that that didn't do anything for her. It didn't feel right. Yeah, she even acknowledged, like, I feel like, like, I think most people do. I can't say this for sure, but she even acknowledged, like, there are other things to live for. Yeah. But just know, yeah, it was such like a, it's just like a, the mindset, man. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm just going to say my two cents. Um, The thing is, is I understand the reason why she killed herself. The thing is, we had an audio story about the guy killing himself and the fact he pushed people he pushed people away. And I related to that story a lot more than I relate to this girl's thing. A lot of people, like, it's one of those things. It's like, I understand, like, he grew, he grew up in an abusive household. He finally gets a new mother. He pushes away the new mother. His his life feels empty. Like, see, like, to me, these two s- stories show, like, so much stuff in common and stuff like that. And then he just finally offs himself. And it, to me, that's like, to me, that's more sad than Disco, because Disco, like, literally had everything in her life. And the fact that, like, she got herself injured. And, yes, it, like, her whole thing was tied to skating, and that sucks and stuff like that. But she had a lot more stuff to live for, comparatively to the guy who, like, he had so much mental problems. The fact that he grew up in an abusive household. And that that relates to me a lot more than what this chick has gone through, which is why I'm not, like, super sad about her dying. If you get what I'm saying. And that's the problem. To me, this is why I'm not really into this story as much. I think the guy's suicide hits me a lot more hard than this girl's suicide. Which is really fucked up when I'm talking about it right now. Because, like, 
it's sad that people die, but like, I don't know. Yeah, there are many different kinds of ways to get into severe depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and kind of like others. I said, yeah. it's, it's it, yes, of course it is because ultimately it's a work of fiction and, you know, we're offering opinions on it and things are going to be different for different people and that, but, th- but that's kind of the whole point. It's, you're not supposed to, uh, approaching this kind of stuff qualitatively is almost flawed. It, it's more about, do you understand the perspective? Can you understand the perspective? Because you're right, like, yeah, Chiyuki had a bunch of shit going on other than skating. And she knew it. And even to her, like, that wasn't the most important thing. But for whatever reason, something was missing. And that's often how it is. I mean, if if I had to extrapolate it out a little bit, I would guess if we look back at the Shavat story and... Sachiko's explanation of it and her whole speech on uh, expressing ourselves to people uh, when words won't do, her skating was a method of expression. It's how she knew to express herself, get herself out there, and it always had been her whole life. So losing that, she felt like she lost her, not only her way to express herself, but her connection to the world. Even though, you know, obviously whatever relationship she built up were were led to believe were true, they were real, they were they existed outside of the skating world. Yeah, at, at that point, I guess I'd be talking in a circle where, where she that was her mode of expression. She just didn't know like how to continue to like properly connect with the world now that she couldn't do it. And it seemed like a lot of the people in her life also equated her with skating. She was the one who who ultimately realized, I guess, that she had so much in her life. But every time we're shown the other people in her life empathizing with her, it was centered around the skating. Except for her mom, who has, like, you know, the one-off comment. But mm-hmm. at that point, she was, like, and that's so the only time she was ever, like, triggered into emotion. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, uh, one th- I think to bring up to one point about depression is, like, it strikes... It doesn't matter, like, because we talk about celebrities, you know, mm-hmm. coming out with all the stuff too. It doesn't matter how much money, how much, how many friends, how much fame, whatever you have. Um, it it hits anyone. That's kind of the point of it being so fucking dangerous. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's got what going for them. You can still just, just fucking just get it. Yep, it's fucked up. It's sad. All right, well, <laughs> the sequence is still fucking amazing. All right, well, that was that was uh, interesting, guys. <laughs> I have good news. It's gonna get a little bit worse. Uh, yep. It's going to get worse before it gets better. All right, let's speed run. Let's go, baby. We reiterate humans are happy when they smile, sad when they shed tears. Um, as she's like telling the story to Deckham and kind of like crying and smiling at the same time. And Deckham's like, so what are you feeling now? And she's like, well, sad, obviously. And Deckham's asks if, he, if it's wrong that he wants to understand. He wants to know more. He never lived or died, but he was truly glad to have met Chiyuki. Uh, Chiyuki looks at his face, he has no expression, and she's like, this fucking guy. <laughs> they go back to the bar, and Deckham makes her a Memento Mori drink, which I would absolutely drink a cocktail called the Memento Mori. Mm. Um, he explains Memento Mori, which I already talked about, and then apologizes to Chiyuki as she passes out. Uh, we we go back to the Viginti, where Mayu is heading to Harada's soul, and Ginti asks her, what meaning does your life have without him? And she's like, I don't know, dude. I can't tell. And then she's like, but what about you? And he's like, I don't need a reason for my life. I'm an arbiter. That's it. Uh, she says, I pity you. At least I, des- I 
decided for myself. Maybe my life is stupid and pitiful to so many other people that I devoted it to this idiot, but at least I chose it. I'm about to throw hands on Ginty, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it may not be something that other people are proud of, but, like, she was. And I think that- I'm not even proud more. of it, but she she was content with it. She enjoyed it. Yeah, and she's, like, literally quite judging people from the outside is, like, not a factor of how she lived her life and loved living her life. Mm-hmm. But, uh, fuck, man. Nah. And that that's the whole, like, Ginty is completely unable to understand that. He He doesn't- seem to be able to make these decisions for himself he just does what he thinks he's supposed to do i thought it was kind of weird that they i don't know there's a few things that i point at contention but i just kind of let them slide yeah uh-huh. <laughs> like I'm with you the, well they do like a button for a life thing twice i mean the the whole point was this it's a test between the it's like the same How the thing fuck is that a point of contention yeah of course it, they it, use the same device it's to Ugh, yeah. parallels. Yeah. Read a goddamn that, book. <laughs> well, I it's, mean, like, uh, it's to show that C doesn't do it. What's um? What's called C does it? Whatever her name is, my Mayu does it. Yeah. But, well, uh, so the issue I have with it is that like, um, Shiyuki doesn't do it. Yeah, one doesn't do it, but I don't think either of them belong in the void. Personally, I agree. So that's why I was kind of like, like I don't know. I just I didn't enjoy that part. What Mayu deserves to go to the void. She killed somebody. For another person. It didn't actually. She just threatened to. I would wager most people would kill someone for another person. I would too. Yeah. But does, somebody. Does that mean everyone I, belongs in the void? No. I mean, probably. I don't think so. No, you kill. You're telling me you would kill an innocent person for another person? Probably. Depends who the person is, probably. In that scenario, I probably would. Okay. I mean, it, it's impossible to know, I guess, until you're there. No, no, but no, like- no. I no. It's it's one of those things. It's like you're killing an innocent person. There's like no reason for you to kill this person. You're just killing him for the sake of another person. Yeah. There's no reason for you to kill this person. It's for or, the or other yeah. person. Yeah, it's for the other person. That's the reason. Is the sentimental value? If it's even that might not even be a correct adjective, but the value that you get from the other person. Yeah, it's, it's the most important person in your life or some random fucko. I, I think most people would make that trade. No, I mean, I agree with you too. Like, it makes complete sense. But like, when I think about it, it's still like super fucked up. Totally. And, and you still like kind of need to go to the void for that. But you're killing an innocent person. I mean, isn't that kind of the problem <laughs> with where we run into with like the the philosophy of, oh boy, Kimi Ki- no Kyoku, don't do this to me. <laughs> Uh oh. Okay, bud. Uh oh. The Persona 3 ended credit song just turned on on my Spotify. <laughs> Let's talk about episode 12. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. And, and like, it's, it's a philosophically difficult thing, I think. And kind of the whole point the show is trying to make of like, where do you draw the line? Most people aren't going to be put in this situation. Do we judge them by what they're going to do in this situation? In the word, like, in the mo- one of the most stressful situations of all time. Like, is that fair? To force that on everybody and judge them that way? Because I just nope. fucking make a one-way elevator to the goddamn void. The thing is, you're not even being stressed for it. It's You have a decision whether you take it, yes or no. There's no stress behind it. How is there no stress in that? I mean, that's just wrong. No, no. See, literally the guy's like, either you press the button or you don't. How is that not stressful? It's it's stressful, but like ha- having like a snap decision whether or not you do it, that's completely different. She has the time to decide whether or not she wants to do it or not. She has the time. Yes, it is stressful, but like to me, it's like the simplest stress compared to everything else that can happen, if you get what I'm saying. No, you're insane. 
No, <laughs> like like the whole trolley problem. Well, if a trolley's going down, you, you can either choose to save your friend or like multiple different people and you only have five, five seconds to choose. That's not more stressful than having the time in the world to choose. Sure it is, but I, I still... Th- but like, to me, I understand what you mean. It's stressful. That makes sense. But like, you're not... Um, what's it called? Time is not part of the stress. I don't agree. Well, I mean, that's fine. It doesn't have to be part of the stress for it to not be stressful. No, and, and I, I don't. That, I don't that's think what I got when you. I see what you're saying. That it inherently makes it more stressful. You're ranking stressfulness. I, I don't think that matters. No, I, I think it matters completely. No, because I I think if you give if you give someone a button that says pressing this button will kill some random person and save the most important in your most important person in your life, and you are given eternity to press it. I think 100% of people are going to press that button eventually. Yeah. And be, I, I think that just makes it more stressful because there's there's not like a threshold you have to get past. There's not there's not a a time limit where once you make it through, you're like, okay, I did the right thing. I'm good. You have forever to go and make that decision. It's going to be weighing on you constantly. You're never going to stop thinking about that possibility. Yeah, I think that's, to me, I think that's less stressful than the time limit. Again, yeah, I agree I, to disagree, I, I guess. Well, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just don't think it matters. Um, I do have oh, one point to bring. No, we we got you. I got you. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, that's fine. Like I said, agree to disagree. Um, This is another reason I was kind of like a little upset when she went down. Uh, she already sacrificed herself for him once, right? Yep. Yeah, I was like, man, fuck. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Ginty. All right, she, she deserves to go to the void. She killed somebody. You know what? She does deserve to go to the void. I agree. Because when they go to the void... They start breaking apart in the elevator, floating. Harada wakes up at the last second. Their little void light balls merge into one. Uh, this is also a really good sequence. Um, as everything shatters, the hands of their mannequins are on the floor of the elevator, touching. And they are together in eternity forever. Mayu is happy to be intertwined with Harada. So yeah, she does deserve to go to the void. Because her soul is now at peace. It's enjoying itself for all eternity. Nope. No comment. <laughs> yeah. It's, she's dying peace. whoop de fucking do She has another human being. Oh, she's Whoop-dee happy. whoop fucking do Bro, I mean, it, how, so, but Ginty's whole thing is like, he, let's assume for a second Ginty is telling the truth, right? Where he's like, you could just sit there and think about all the shit you hate in your life and despair <laughs> forever. She ain't got none. She's too fucking dumb to have regrets. She's just down there thinking about how fucking cool Harada is forever. But but then if they're together or they're like not together, she then can get all the regrets. She's like, why did I like follow this guy? Why did I go to the void? Why did I kill somebody for this guy? I realized this guy is a piece of shit. I don't think that'll happen for her. Well, she, well no, she already knew she was a piece of shit, remember? And she said she didn't care. Yeah. So how can you like qualify that with that? Minds change. Like eventually, ah, you're stretching, homie. No, dude. Eventually, events. Yeah, you could say it goes the other way, but I'm saying to me, like, her mind could change. She realized the guy is a piece of shit, and she should not have done anything that she should have done. Or maybe it solidified her, and she thought that, yep, this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, you could say that too. But to me, I just think it's just not a good thing. I also don't think it's more should be thought of as like a conscious thing where you're literally just sitting there thinking for eternity. I think it's more of just like, uh, like I said, uh, the, the fucking Buddhism thing of it's a return to energy. It's, it's more of just a, your soul is now trapped in this feeling, not necessarily the actual thought. 
Deckham asks for Chiyuki's memories from Nona. Oculus comes up and confronts Nona because he knows something's up. And Chiyuki is lowered into Deckham's arms. And we move on to the series finale, episode 12, Suicide Tour. Everyone's in for a good time uh, based on that title. Mm-hmm. Deckham gets Chiyuki's memories. Uh, Oculus once again confronts Nona. Nona asserts that arbiters are able to change and are not just dummies. Uh, they say that they are made of the souls cast into the void, which, mm, I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe scrub that line out of the show. I would appreciate it if they did. Oculus says, nothing can change, you'll see. Leads me to believe Oculus. Maybe Oculus tried something back in his day. Probably. He's a jaded, cynical failure. Yeah. Uh, Deccan boards the elevator with Ch- Chiyuki to go to the lowest level, to which Clavis reveals a hidden button. Oh, golden key. I get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chiyuki wakes up in her room in her house. Uh, she falls out of bed, and we see her scarred wrist before Deccan enters. Uh, we see the dolls that were made by her mother. Uh, we learn that she has been dead for three months as they start to explore it around her house. There is no one home and some memories come back to Chiyuki, mostly stuff we've seen before. We see her shrine over in the corner and mm. the mother comes home. Uh, Deckham, intera- or Deckham explains that they cannot interact with the real world um, and Deckham gives Chiyuki the device. And her mom had called out for her too when she got home. Like, started well, talking to she, her. she she just does like her. Uh, oh yeah, she, she quickly she does like a sad I'm home, and then as she gets closer to the shrine, she specifically talks to Chiyuki. Yeah, god damn it. Deckham talks about how life is unfair and fleeting. Seven thousand people die every hour. Some people live full lives. Some people are snuffed out before they even have the chance. Uh, it's just random. But that basically ex- talks about how the world is a trash fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's already like, touched on this stuff before, too. Yeah, yeah. But now he's just ex- trying to put it all into context for Chiyuki. And yeah, he, says, he, he says this, and I just got confused because, like, he gives her, like, the device, and he says all of this, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, he's just giving me this whole information thing. And you're like, this is what orbitals do. And I'm like, what? What, what are we doing here? Like, well, I, think I don't He's trying think. to rationalize it. for. He's setting her up to press the button, basically. He, oh, he's okay. trying to rationalize it, saying, like, listen, so many people die constantly anyway. It's all random. None of it matters. Life's unfair. Okay, that makes more sense. If you sense. press the button, okay. it's nothing. You can just do okay. it. Like, who cares? Um, and then tells her, if she presses the button, she will come back to life. One random person will die. The odds of it being someone she knows are, like, one in seven billion. Infinitesimal. All memories of her death will be erased. Her time at the Quindecum will be erased. She will come back as if it never happened. Which... To me, that's, like, not a good point, but you're, like, she has no memory of, like, going down. She, to me, she loses all her experiences to, like, not be good, but, like, understand that her life has meaning. If you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's actually true. Mm-hmm. So, like, she might kill herself again, which is kind of sad, if she does not realize that her life has meaning, if you get what I'm saying. Mm. Well, I think so much it's like, like Ginty lied about the button, I think so is fucking Decim. I mean, yeah, 100% is. <laughs> like, we see that explicitly. Yeah, yeah. 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 We get another flashback to her talk of, like, understanding and how trying to understand people is wrong. Uh, the mother comes over and gives Chiyuki Shrine some food. She's still not used to bacon. 
enough food. She keeps making too much. Uh, she breaks down and apologizes that she couldn't tell what she was feeling at the time. I was in a full flood at this point. <laughs> this whole goddamn sequence is woof. I was writing notes, so it didn't get me as hard. But yeah, th- this is the part that, like, the first time I watched this show absolutely destroyed me. The last note I had was Desson puts her in her own room, but obviously it's still like a dummy thing. And then that, that's like, literally the last note I have in this whole episode. <laughs> nice. From her waking up into in her room to basically the end of the episode, the first time I watched this, I was a fucking disaster the first time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't get to, like, audible fucking sobbing sounds just yet. I was close, man. But I was, yeah, I was streaming. Yeah, I I had no emotion. Because you're an arbiter. (laughs) No, I mean, dude, I mean, I cried with Ed leaving. So, like, and going log gun. So, like, I obviously have emotions. It's just, this one just didn't hit me. So, everybody has their own vices or counter vices. I don't know what you call it. Emotional triggers, probably. Yeah. Everybody has their trigger. This was just not one of mine. Turns out my emotional triggers are all of them. <laughs> oh, did you try and go and log on? Uh, I think I teared up a couple of times, yeah. Oh, okay. Hey. I think that I think that's documented as well. Fist bump. I'm easy. <laughs> yes, he is, ladies. Yes, you guys you hear that? First, ladies? <laughs> Make me cry. <laughs> okay. That, that got real dark. Ch- Chiyuki tries to run in. Deckard <laughs> stops her. Uh, and she she wants she decides that she wants to live. She wants to apologize, and that's why she wants to come back to life. She just wants to apologize, be like, "I'm sorry, I killed myself. I'm back, though," which doesn't make any sense. But sure, uh, she's about to press the button, and then she flashes back through all of the other guests and the reasons that they wanted and fought so hard to what they thought was go back to their lives, except for. <laughs> the two kids who are like, they're just having a good time. <laughs> I mean, it did show them. It showed the, what's called the one with the Yeah, yeah, shoulder. but still, they're like, they're yeah. just having a chill time. They, they were like, I need to go back. Yeah. Because the ultimate point of that is she realizes that everyone has feelings for someone. And she knows that if she pressed the button, she would be trading her own mother for someone else's, basically. Yep. Uh, Deckham is taken aback at what is happening. And Chiyuki full-on breaks down and starts begging Deckham to press the button for her, which I think is so fucking good, man. <sighs> oh, I, I I love that scene. I thought it was fantastic. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the emotional thing that, like, they, you mean it like, it hit all the buttons for me in my mind. I'm like, oh God, like. That, and I think like immediately after, like that's her resignation. Isn't that where she like starts talking to her mom too? No, this is where it all like breaks down. Like this is where the illusion shatters. Oh, I remember her like talking to her mom through the void or whatever, or whatever, whatever illusion it is. It, it might be. I, I didn't write that specifically down, but yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And just the fact that like she, she wants to press it so bad, like. If someone else could press it for her, she wouldn't stop them, but she just can't do it herself. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The world shatters around them as tears form in Deckham's eyes, and he screams as it all rips away in another just like absolutely wonderfully animated sequence. Uh, and they are in a pit of mannequins. Deckham falls to his knees, apologizing for the deceit for pushing her this far for doing it this way and it's like so this is sorrow huh yeah he's just crying and says i just wanted to know you better 
Chiyuki hugs him and is like, it's okay. I get it. Which is also so goddamn powerful. <sighs> and they cry together for a bit, understanding each other. And his at one point, his eye turns into a human eye. Mm, yes, very good point. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah. He lost his little cross and it went straight fucking oval. Okay, I got a question about the eyes. Do you guys think the eyes are weirdly shaped? Because, like, to me, they're, like, indented every time I, they do a close-up to the eyes. And I don't know why I think of it like that. You guys see that, or is it just me? I do not. No? Okay. Only me, then. Okay. You can go on. It's not clear at this point. I am full-on crying. And then we, we get a little reprieve as we go see Nona and Oculus just watching this happen. They kind of reiterate their debate. And I think it's Nona who says there can't be judgment without, without suffering. Um, Oculus argues that arbiters cannot truly live because they can't die. Nona claps back with, we live in the present, which fucking yeah, Nona. Good point, good point. I do like the, what's called, whatever the old guy's name is, but he does a creepy head tilt, and I do not like it whatsoever. <laughs> I just do not like it. Yeah, Oculus goes full creepy in these past couple episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, we come back, Deckham assures Chiyuki, he's like, hey, you're not going to end up here, by the way. And she's like, oh, cool, thanks. He says that humans try to live in the present. He ha- he does his thing about respecting fulfilled lives again. <laughs> and Chiyuki's like, mm, I think I, I think my ears have grown callous from hearing you say that. <laughs> uh, Deckham, as they walk out in his pockets, has the dolls that her mother made. I love that. I like the fact that he has those dolls. Yeah. Clavis is waiting by the elevator and is like, hmm, this is the opposite of usual. Uh <laughs> So it's unusual, Clavis? Is that what you're looking Listen, for? Listen, you leave Clavis alone. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I shouldn't talk about God like that. Oculus uh, tells Nona that she is quite taken with death. We come back to Chiyuki and Deckham, and he asks if she's glad that she lived. She says yes, and he says that he wishes he could be. He wishes to become the type of arbiter whose guests can say that. And she's like, that's great, but uh, you got to do something about your face, my man. Gotta learn how to smile. Gotta learn how to smile. His creepiest smile is so adorable. Yeah, he tries to smile. It's bad. Yep. He doesn't do a good job. Uh, They say their goodbyes. As the door closes, Deckham gets flashes of his time with Chiyuki and manages an actual smile. They smile back, or Chiyuki smiles back as the doors close. Our credit song kicks in. She's also Um, crying, too. Yes, of course. Everyone's crying for the past three episodes. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I just like the whole like smile ver- smile and crying where he's always asking like, what are you feeling now? Oh, yeah. 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 I-, I just thought that that was a point to bring it back up. Or now he knows. like It can be both. It can. People are, I don't know where it said it, but I love, I think it's Chiyuki says that people are so simple and so complex. Yeah, it's when uh, she's hugging on to the guy who stabs, I think. Or after that, it's in that episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's things. such a great line. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, people are so fucking simple, but also so complex. Yep. Simultaneously, we get a quick scene in the Viginti. Uh, Clavis is hanging out. Uh, Memine, Mimine, sorry. Um, Ginty's cat doesn't come around anymore. Um. I've seen reports that the cat enters the elevator with Mayu, but I have not been able to confirm that. That's sad. I hate the fact the cat left. I mean, I guess he wasn't happy with the decision. Well, Ginty's a piece of shit. Yeah. Ginty's whole test is like, 
was meant for her to fail, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Because, like, she would totally get reincarnated if that test wasn't so hard on her. Me mine remains remember in Latin. Oh, She can't remember shit. <laughs> uh, Clavis <laughs> wants a drink from Ginty. Which, th- this is this is the part that makes me think Clavis definitely got something else going on, man. He's oh. just hanging out here. He just goes, like, after all this is done, he's like, yeah, I think I need a drink. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ginty, what's up? Where's your cat? Give me a drink, bro. Like, uh, he's just fucking maybe. poking at people. Yeah, I think he does that. It's like, he, he's like, oh, you made a bad decision? Let me come over here and poke at you. Yeah. Uh, Ginty puts down his Koketsu doll, which, of course, looks like Mayu, which is, I think, a great reveal. Yeah. So you think of all those people who went to the void, or is it all the people who he cares about? Uh, yeah, I, I, my interpretation of like how Deckham does it, and apparently how Ginty does it, he, whether he's been doing it that way or is just now starting to do it this way, um, is remembrances of people who made an impact on them. Okay. Yeah, I think her uh, what people. Uh, so I, I looked into that theory real quick. Uh, me, mine. Um, they say that because she jumped right as the elevator was closing. But to me, she jumped, like, away from the elevator. But some yeah. people see, like, a, another animal, like, as they're dissolving into dummies or whatever. But a lot of people also think that that's just her little bear tie thing. And yeah, that's cat. what I think. So I think that's where people get it from. So I I think me mine's just like, nope, fuck you, Ginty. <laughs> New theory. Yep. Me mine is God. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I do, I do. <laughs> me mine and Clavis are both God. They're a pantheon. Uh, Castra, Quinn, and Nona are hanging out. Just like drinking and chilling, and that like kind of almost seems like reminiscent about what just happened. Like, oh, your boy did that, huh? Yeah, for a second, I thought like I, I misheard. I think she said like your boy died, right? Oh Jesus! And I was like, they got rid of him. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I saw him, and I was like, okay, fuck! I was about to scream. Yeah, that would make this way sadder. It just make it bad. Uh, and Nona is just like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'm going to chill for a bit. I'm, let's just see what happens, guys, for a minute. And then she leaves and they still are talking about it. Yeah. Uh, she recites, Nona starts reciting the rules again. And we cut over to Oculus who recites rule four. Arbiters cannot work hand in hand with life for that will ruin them. We cut over to the Quindecum where two new people step off an elevator. Deckham smiles and we pan to Chiyuki. Or we pan to the Chiyuki doll as Flyers kicks it <laughs> to end the show. He smiled. He smiled. And if you guys did or did not notice, um, if you watch to the end, you know how the last shot is always uh, Chiyuki holding the dolls? Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, up to, or in all the other episodes, it's like her. But in at the end of this, it's the doll holding the dolls. <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah. So I like to say all my theories were completely incorrect. <laughs> After this thing was over, I thought Deckham was literally like a human soul that they knew, but it's just the story of um, the story is just all about representing emotions and stuff like that. Or I, I think there is a line somewhere between Nona and Oculus um, where it's implied that like she didn't literally implant human emotions in him, but that. They were basically being forced on him by causing him to or making him work with a human. Yeah. Which I, yeah, almost, I don't know. It's a weird thing that isn't really explored that well. Uh, any other thoughts on this episode specifically? Oh, no. I have some thoughts about the anime. I don't think so. I was, uh, uh, it's a weird emotion being sad, crying, and then being a little confused. I'm always confused when I'm crying. 
<laughs> yeah, why am I crying? I think I'll have more thoughts on it like later. Oh, good. Which That'll is unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, this is definitely an anime that like, it, yeah. Like you're going to have different thoughts as you like reminisce and think about certain things, especially mm-hmm. being so emotionally involved in the last like episode. Yep. Like Evangelion. Different emotion, my, my, but sure. My opinions and thoughts have not changed on Evangelion a smidge since we finished that show. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, no, nothing on 12. All right. Uh, full thing thoughts then before we do our wrap up. Okay. Um, I was hoping more stuff would get answered about this, about the anime, because they brought up a lot of like questions that like I was wondering if they was going to fix it or not. To me, it seemed really weird that like, yeah, the whole thing was about Decca like uncovering his human things, his human like feelings and stuff like that, which is all cool and all. But like throughout the entire anime, they always talk about like how the death and uh, how many people are dying and they really can't keep up and how like fucked up everything is in the in the factory basically. And I was hoping they would fix that, but they just didn't do nothing about it. So they're still gonna have all these problems. Yeah, which I I half agree with you, um, but also like. When things do that type of world building correctly, and for me, Death Parade does, I really enjoy it, where it gives you just enough insight, but you have a lot of questions. <laughs> but ultimately, those answers like don't matter to the story that it's trying to tell. Like the first John Wick, I think, did a great job with that too. Where like it sets up all the world of assassins and the the international and stuff like that. And all that's so cool. And you're like, I want to know how this works, but almost not knowing is better. No, I mean. To John Wick, to me, John Wick is completely different from Death Parade, which it is. Um, but like to me, it's just those questions got brought up several times. They talk about it like three or four times in this this thing, in the twelve episode one. They talk about how much they're overworked and stuff like that. Which it, it's one of those things. I the reason why they did it was just to show you that the system is just bad. Mm-hmm. But like, and I completely agree. Like I completely understand that. But like to me, it's like. But you're not bringing up any answers to the system. So the system's just going to stay bad. Even if Deckham and your other, and uh, Dante or whatever. Ginty. Has emotions. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if they have emotion, your system's bad still. You're not, like, actively fixing it. You're fixing one part about it. But, like, the fact that all the people are rushing to get all these memories together, which, like, doesn't, like, some memories can be fucked and not, you know what I mean the memories cannot be good or not. Yeah. Um, the fact that so many people are dying that we cannot like keep up and stuff like that. It's like, well, those are really big problems with the system. Like, maybe, maybe like tell us that you're fixing that too, and I would like be more happy about the way it ends <laughs> because like just having one guy get feelings back to me it doesn't fix the problem. And I know what you're gonna say like it doesn't really matter about the story, but like it matters to me. I was just gonna say that it um it's it's just a it seems like a possibly maybe more to come. I don't um, think so. No, this is done. This is like five years old. Nothing ever gets revived after that long. And it's it was original too, so it's not like they ran out of source material. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I, at least like they may be done, but I think like it's just a little hopey kind of thing of like, okay, we got one guy down. Mm-hmm. The rest will follow like dominoes, except for fucking Ginty. And also, I what I what I was gonna say to your point, monkey, is I I get it from the mechanical perspective, yes, but from like the philosophical perspective, like can you actually make a good system? Like, is that a, even something that is possible? Can you make a system where people are able to judge other people? 
Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to answer or you saying that sarcastically. No, I mean, I mean, like truly, like if you think about, to me, I, I don't, I don't see a system that isn't flawed. No, and I'm not saying build the perfect system, but it does help if you make the system better. Sure, totally. It, I'm not saying make the perfect system. I'm saying maybe let's, uh, maybe let's put more vocals in these departments so they're not overworked. But they don't have them, is the thing. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's like one of those things. Is the fucking guy, old guy says it's the void. I'm pretty sure there's enough people in the void to like. Well, Nona said that, and I, yeah, like Chris. Yeah, well, I, that, we don't that, know that's if that's point, actually yeah. true. I don't know why he would be lying. No, Nona said it, not him. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I think. But okay, th- I, why I think, would she be lying to God? He's the closest thing to God. He's not God. Clavis, and that's is self-proclaimed. God. That's oh, self-proclaimed. Oh Clavis is not God. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, that's the only thing I have a problem with. This, like, I thought, I thought the, I thought the anime was good. But like to me, it didn't stick the landing like you guys did. Like I, you guys fucking love this, and yep. I can already tell fucking like how S-tier you guys all the way. Yeah, I I can already tell how you guys feel about this. But like to me, like it didn't do enough. Um, explaining. Oh, I don't know what. Yeah, explaining or mm-hmm. like ways to fix the system. Like because like if anybody's paying attention, if you listen to me, I complain about systems a lot. Like. That's like my bread and butter is like how stuff makes sense is stuff don't make sense, which is so weird because going logging is one of my favorite things and stuff don't make sense in going logging. But like, it's so weird. It's just like, I like stuff and I like it if they're actively trying to fix it. But to me, they're not actively trying to fix it. To me, Nona is just putting out this experiment to see if it works, but it doesn't like that doesn't really help the system. But it does. If it works, well, I mean, I can't I, say I wouldn't say it was. I say I would say it could, and that's where I could, leave that. Yeah. that yeah, yeah, totally. Which, which I, I think, I think you're right, and I think you're actually hitting on something where I think the show does a disservice spending so much time on that stuff and like really only hammering home it all. This show really being about like understanding and empathy um, in the last four episodes, <laughs> and before that, it kind of focuses on the judgments and the system. And just kind of hints at the other things and kind of asks you to follow it along. I think this kind of falls into some of the same pitfalls as Evangelion, where it's clearly asking questions and wants you to think about things, but they, it feels like they didn't fully formulate what they wanted that to be before they started making it. And that they just started throwing ideas out and got halfway through the series and then thought of something but didn't go back to like make sure that everything fit together. I, I have a couple of those, but like I, f- I, I, I think that they did better, <laughs> a lot better. Oh, no. absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I have my knocks against the series for sure. And this is almost like the, the opposite of pet for me <laughs> where it's very emotionally satisfying, but logically not so much. <laughs> I have to try pretty hard to get the stuff I want out of it from a logical perspective. And I think it does leave me enough wiggle room where I can do it. But yeah, those problems are there, which is why maybe fittingly, this was kind of a difficult one for me to place. All right, I don't got favorite characters. Good transition, Owens. I really like it. Uh, I think everybody's favorite is Nona. Yeah, easy. And maybe the bellhop guy. I do want to see Ginty with the... Um, what's it called with his sword off playing Go or Choji or whatever he was doing in this fucking thing? Can we get a fucking DDR machine? That's all I'm asking for, you guys. 
I just want DDR machine. Yeah, you're right. No DDR and, game F tier. Done. Podcast <laughs> over. See, that, yeah, but uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Nona. I think she's fantastic. I want more scenes with her. Um, actually, I'm I'm not. I'm very, I'm actually like Gandhi a lot. I think he's actually pretty like awesome guy. I like I like how he's just an angry person, and mm-hmm. I just like that compared to like everybody else who's Deckham's like arbiters don't have emotion. a person. Yeah, whoopty fucking do. Um, and what the other chick? I don't know what to name this ice skating lady. Chiyuki. Um, Chiyuki. I mean, I mean, she was just a basic eight character to me. But yeah, I like Nona and I like Ginty a lot and the bellhop. Who doesn't like the bellhop guy? Clavis. What oh, about yeah. you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, yes, Nona, big Nona, <laughs> which is interesting because I don't think I like Nona that much when I first watched it initially. And I think I'm realizing like how much, and this came out, what did I say? Like 2015? I was like apparently such a fucking different person back when I first watched this show. I think so around that time. And just like in such a different mental space entirely. Uh, it's interesting to revisit this. Outside of that, Clavis is obviously really cool. He has like five lines through the whole show, but uh, really like Deckham. I, I like everybody, honestly. Um, like even Ginty and Mayu, like, man, fuck them, but. Just all the interplay between all the characters to me is so interesting. And the the only one that really, really like stands out on their own to me is Nona. But I enjoy them all playing with each other. Oh, I also did like the science lady too. Whenever she shows up. Yeah, this one was a weird one. I um the interaction seemed more important than the characters, I think. Um but I'm gonna stick to just uh I think Nona. Um I like Chiyoki's arc a lot. I don't think Decim's that high for me, honestly. Yeah, he he seems he's a very good catalyst. Like I like his interactions with people, but as like a standalone, eh. Man, he's up there for that fucking. You have five minutes for your date joke. <laughs> All right, never mind. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Decim, that's it. GG. Decim, never roll. No, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I'll put. Uh, honestly, Clavis up there. Um, I just read a trivia that she never sees eyes, so we don't know what he is. And then Chiyuki and Nona, right on her heels. Like within a suspenders reach. Uh, anyone got a favorite episode? If you had to, twelve, solid, yeah. Actually, I was a fan of the bowling one. Just, I, I just like that interaction and stuff like that. Specifically, no remember you guys saying "fuck bowling." Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah bowling, bowling sucks, can dude. suck shit. But <laughs> <laughs> that episode is wonderful, though. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I think I like the episode a lot. Is the bowling one? Yeah, I, I really like the bowling episode. I really like. 11, shit. <laughs> I like a lot of the episodes, guys. I'm going to stop. Anthony, any standouts for you? Other than 12? No. Uh, 12, 11. Uh, see, 10, 9. No. <laughs> uh, I like that one. I like the um, the one with the uh, the mother, the reality actress. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed that one. And then, um, yeah, 12, 11 and that one, I think. Top. Yeah. We'll leave it there. Uh, anything else before placements? Really good OP. Really good fucking OP. Kind of disappointing at the end when they did the OP with the credits. Like, I'm like, can we just not have another animation of the OP? Anime doesn't do the opening in their final episodes. You know this. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I still want it once. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll go first, I guess. Like I said, really hard placement for me um, because of my logical issues with it. Uh, but I think I'm going to defer to my emotions for the moment and 
just in general, like how much I've thought about this show. And now I think how much I'm going to continue to think about this show and just frequently watch flyers, just like nonstop flyers. I'm going to S it. Oh, wow. S two. I, I, I went into this thinking it might've landed in B, uh, very close to going a, but I think after talking about it now, I think I have to S it. Uh, is there anything else in S? Is Cup of View up in S? <laughs> My S is actually large. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Uh, I think this is probably about all my all that can be supported by S at the moment, though. Okay. Uh, I've got Bebop, I've got Perfect Blue, I've got Steins Gate, and I've got Hyoka are my S's. Wow, that's a bad S's in there. Anthony, you want to go? Sure. I got uh, S tier for me. I think I hinted at earlier. Uh, joining the ranks of Cowboy Bebop and Perfect Blue, solidly. No Steins Gate? Uh, no, Steins Gate's A for me, I think, if I remember correctly. Okay, well... Being Ferris Nyan Nyan gonna fucking kick your ass. <laughs> I'm okay with this. It's actually been a fantasy of mine for a while. Text me after the show. Wow. <laughs> it's been a fantasy of mine too. Oh yeah, you guys. Now it's time for dun, 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 monkeys rankings. I thought you said you wanted to do this quickly. Oh yeah, I'm doing it quickly, dude. Anime rankings. Number one is Cowboy Bebop. Number two, Mob Psycho. Number three, Gorn Logan. Number four, Devil's a part time remote. Number five, Yori and Ice. Number six, Science Gate. Number seven, Perfect Blue. Number eight, FLCL. Number nine, Pet. Number 10, Eva. And then number 11 is Hayoka. And I think it's going to be number five. I think it's going to push you right nice, you guys. So he goes Cabo Bebop, one. Mob Psycho, two. Going Log Gun, three. That was a part timer, four. We got to find a way to speed this up. I have a way to speed it up. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then, um, that was a part timer. Yeah, that was a part timer, number four. And then number five is Death Parade. And after num- after Death Parade is Yori Nice on six. He puts Yori Nice, you guys. Gonna go ahead and say very surprised, but very pleased how much you guys enjoyed this, I guess. You're always surprised with me, though. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just saying, no. you're surprised by Hayoka went to, and you're surprised at, like, random stuff. But okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Very, uh, also... Pleased and surprised how much I enjoyed it, actually. I, I was not expecting it to be so high for me either. Yeah, I, I thought I enjoyed this anime. I thought it was really good. Um, To me, the endings were a little bit of a drag, but I was expecting too much, I think. Speaking of expecting too much, I've got one that you fuckers, I'm going to pick one that you guys have mentioned so oh, many no. times. Oh, if you guys are ready Psychopaths? for it. No. Parasite? Psychopaths is like 30, isn't it? Uh, I think it's 220-somethings. Yeah, but we should only do the first episode of Psycho Yeah, if we, if we did Psycho Pass, we would do one season. We've okay, that's this. why. Cause I th- okay, that's okay. No, no, no. It's not Psycho Pass. It's going to be a quick one, I think. But it's going to be well worth it. Oh, it's quick? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, let me see. Um, um, um. Oh, wait. No. Fuck. Okay, you can go. Chris, you want one more guess? Uh, it's one we've talked about a lot? Uh, f- yeah, but not recently. Can I ask one hint? Yes. Is it sad? Uh... Is it, is it, hold on, is it an Anthony pick? Is it like psychological thriller? I don't think it's listed as a psychological thriller, but that's the first place I went. Uh, doesn't look like it. God, I hope it's Kaon. <laughs> I don't think it's a psychological thriller. Kaon so, has like 30 or almost 40 episodes. Yeah. So, so I was going to pick K-On. Oh, how many episodes is it? Uh, one. <laughs> oh, it's a movie? It is a movie. Well, you didn't tell me it was a fucking movie, asshole. Princess Mononoke? No, but that was Fuck. number two. <laughs> it's Akira. 
Oh, baby. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> now that that's one off my list I don't have to pick. Yeah. Fucking crying out loud. That's one that that's one off the list I just didn't want to watch. So there was uh there was three or two ahead of this that I want to watch, but I just I haven't like decided to spend money on like a <laughs> Blu-ray and then I have to watch it like on a PlayStation because I don't have a Blu-ray player, but what like is Bacchino that? is my number one pick right now, but yes. I can't find it. Anymore. Uh, Fucking Bacchino. And then after that, I found this one anime I want to watch, but also couldn't find it anywhere. But I didn't look as hard. What's it called? It's called, uh, it's, it's, I think it's Mono Noke, but no princess. Uh, yes, that does sound familiar. I don't know what that is. That one is a, uh, but I've heard a psychological it. horror. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's a Japanese, uh, anime, obviously. Uh, oh, I, I've heard of Mono Noke. I think it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, it has good reviews, but that was number two, but I can't find anywhere. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just knock out Akira. Or I was also looking at uh, Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away. Is that, did I say that? Yep. Is that one? Yeah. Yep. And then I even looked at Loop in the third, too. <laughs> Castle of Cagliostro? Uh, just all of it. Oh, I think about the woman called Fujiko Mine constantly. I have never <laughs> seen it. It's supposed to be so good. It's not even Lupin, it's an offshoot. <laughs> Like goddamn. Uh, but yeah, if you guys want to follow along, Akira is available on Hulu and I think a couple other places. Right. I'm very think. interested to see what you think of Akira. Me too. This will be fun. Ugh. <laughs> we know what Monkey thinks of Akira. Apparently, I didn't know. Yeah, so like you said, next time we will be doing Akira. If you want to get at us in any way, listen after the outro music for our socials and... If you've already heard that shit and are sick of it, we have a Patreon now. So check that out. Uh, Patreon.com slash MyFirstAnime. Otherwise, we'll see you next time on My First Anime. Hey, thanks as always for listening. We decided to smash through fate and forge our own futures by launching a Patreon. You can check that out over on patreon.com slash myfirstanime, where hopefully by this point we figured out some cool shit to do. Or if you would just like to leave us a review and uh, rating on wherever you get your podcast, that helps as well. And also, I am winging this, you know, also has wings, Twiddle. So at us, at myfirstanime, and... Other shenanigans. Talk about how awesome I am. That's Salvador, also Monkey. Just really just leave comments about me is what I'm asking for. I'm also plugging, I guess, my stream on twitch.tv slash stmonkey with a zero. And if you want to email us, uh, our email address is myfirstanimepodcast at gmail.com. And you can check out pictures of my cat on Instagram and Twitter under the handle of Sir Paper Plate. See you next time on My, my First, first Anime. anime. <laughs> Did it in one. Did Perfect. <laughs>